0: Welcome to Pointed Questions. My name is Brent Weinbach. With me is Donnie Devanian. Our guest today is bodybuilder Omar Deckard. We will be talking to him about food, fighting, and video games on this episode of Pointed Questions. At what age did you decide you wanted to become big?
1: Um, I would say it was age 10 uh, and it wasn't something that came you know personally to myself it was really something that was put in me by my older brother he basically said to me he said if you don't work out you'll be the smallest in the family that's what he said to me and uh were how, you how small was, at the time I was just an average 10 year old kid you know I was eating cold cereal and watching cartoons and <laughs> didn't even have a care in the Were world you skinny? about video games. I wasn't really skinny. I would say I was medium in the average range. Uh-huh. I wasn't, I, I did go through somewhat of a chubby stage, maybe a couple of years later, but I was already playing around with the weights at the time. At 10? At 10 years and you, old. And how old was your brother? Uh, he is five years older than me, so he must have was been about 15 or Was six.
0: he working out too? He 15? was working out. And was he, he
1: big? Was, he wasn't really that big, but he was starting to develop. Uh-huh. Um it, it really came a little later uh, on, I would say by the time he was 17 and I was 12, where you can really start seeing his progress being more noticeable. And I have a brother that's older than him also that worked out. So they both were pretty much into it. He was, my oldest brother was the biggest. My middle brother, you know, not so much, but he was getting there. Did your
0: o- oldest brother, uh, did he he become a bodybuilder?
1: To a small degree, yes. Not to your extent, though? Not to my extent. He didn't pursue it to that extent. I mean, and my father actually bodybuilt. He was a bodybuilder. Really? Yeah, but... Oh, so this is a family business. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, I mean, um, if you... Uh, well, my, my background is basically physical fitness because... Really because of my father. My father, uh, you know, he did some time. He did some hard time, like, up in uh, Soledad. But this was from 1950 to 1958 he did 8 years. Uh, and do you know what it was for? Or? Uh
0: robbery. Oh, really? uh-huh.
1: <laughs> he was uh and, and him and his cousin would rob people and stuff like that and uh-huh. you know and he got in trouble for it and then after he, he got out he realized he, you know and changed his you know uh state of mind and uh but when he got out of prison back then in prison they had real weights like pig iron and they worked their legs it wasn't that He whole. started building his body in prison. In prison. When he came out he was huge. He was huge. he looked like me back in like 1950. Oh, really? So your your father
0: mm. was as big as you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what what was your peak weight when you I guess when you were competing as your peak, right? Yeah. And when's, uh, what, on how?
1: stage I was uh, my peak weight was at one point I got up to 267 on stage. How much do you weigh Is that now? The... Right now, I'm about 240 pounds. I'm a lot lighter now. Mm-hmm, yeah, but I was 267 on stage, and I um, and you're f- I tu- oh, go ahead. Yeah, that was the heaviest. I would say that was back in 2008. Yeah, and when I turned pro, I was a little lighter. I was about 255 when I turned pro. But the only reason why I was two sixty seven because really I was a little out of shape, so I was actually a little overweight on stage. Oh, even though I was lean, I can show you pictures. But it's not when you're on stage, you have to be, you know, really, really dry and shredded.
0: And how tall are you? Six one. Six one. And how tall is your dad?
1: He's about six feet. And so he was about two sixty at one he point. He was two about two forty five uh-huh. back then. That was the biggest that he got. Um, in, in terms of stuff. But back then... Did he ever compete or anything? Or get he in did the... what was called, what would be called the, uh, the California, but it was it's, it was called Mr. Valverde back then. And uh, he won that contest, and, um, and then he didn't do another show after that. But mm-hmm. he still stayed involved in the whole idea of physical fitness and bodybuilding.
0: So he kind of passed it on to your older brothers, and then they kind of instilled it in you as well, or mm-hmm. the, everybody was kind of... Yeah, absolutely. Supporting
1: each other in that sense. And you mm-hmm. all
2: looked up to him just like, damn, that is shredded.
0: Yeah,
1: we all looked up to him. But see, the the reason why it was my older brother's that was more influenced by it is because I didn't really know my father uh, growing up, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, him and my mother separated when I was three. They divorced. So mm-hmm. at three years old, I didn't really know him. So you so. weren't having these
0: family dinners where it, just a bunch of huge guys hanging out and eating, you know, <laughs> turkey or whatever on, a, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, just everybody's just pass, oh, can you pass the salt? And it's just a big arm passing the salt over to the other I, guy.
1: I do have vague memories, very vague memories of him in the house, but you have to realize I was three years old. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's hard. To he was big when you were three though. Yeah. 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 He was about maybe, I would say about 48 years old when I was three years old. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, I mean, when I was born, he was probably about forty-five already. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I just remember his forearms being really massive and having veins and all kind of stuff. So, you know, um, th- those are the things that I do remember. You, you remember him <laughs> holding you with these giant arms and veins popping? Yeah. No, I, I've seen pictures of him mm, holding me. Yeah. But I've I, I can't remember that. I can only I can only remember through the pictures. So we're the biggest.
0: Guys in your family, you and your father, and then after yeah. that, your old eldest
2: brother, my oldest brother. And yeah. then, but the one that got you influenced, or that influenced you, he, How went, much he
0: did... ended up being the
1: smallest. <laughs> uh huh. what's I, he coming in at? Um, now he's actually bigger than my older brother because my older brother doesn't really like train that way anymore. But he's probably about, I and mean, he's about five and eight, five five nine. I give him, and he's probably maybe about two twenty five.
0: Did your mom ever want to?
1: Get into it too, because, no, nah, my mother, <laughs> she didn't really have any interest in actually lifting weights. I mean, exercising maybe like walking or doing you know something standard. Were there any? Know. Do you have any girls in
0: your family? Uh,
1: sisters? Not on my mother's side, but on my father's side, I do have four sisters. What's
0: there? Are they into bodybuilding?
1: No, I didn't really get. I really didn't get to know my two older mm-hmm. sisters because. Uh, they were, they happened before he met my mother. Yeah. So we're talking about, and he didn't meet my mother until 1960. Right. But, so I got a I got a sister that's old enough to be my mother. Right, right, right. So, you know, he's, you know, these are children that he had when he was um, late teens, early 20s.
0: So you never had an experience when you were a child where you got bullied and you thought, I'm going to make myself... In such a way where I'll never be bullied again. You never had that experience?
1: Never had that experience, and and that and that's the trip part about it because, unfortunately, that perception is out there mostly for a lot of bodybuilders because they do get involved in weight training simply because of bullying. You know, like oh, it,
0: it is true that that story do, is true for some people.
1: Yeah, they, it's like some people like to have authority over you so they may become police officers because they might have been bullied Mm -hmm. and they want to have authority. It's some things play a role in your life psychologically, but you know, that does happen with bodybuilders. I mean, they feel vulnerable. So a lot of times they feel like, hey, if I'm able to get more muscular and stronger, I can protect myself.
0: And so do you, and then they become the bully? Sometimes. Do you run into a lot of guys who are
1: aggressive? I would say it's 50-50. I know bodybuilders that like to bully bullies uh-huh. and they don't like to see that taking place. And yeah. then I know those that will use their power and strength to try and take advantage of others. You know? Have
0: you ever, as an adult, ever been sort of approached by a more aggressive bodybuilder and maybe he tried to bully you?
1: Or she. Uh, that hasn't happened with, with either gender. So not as an adult, um, there were tests here and there when I was when I was starting to say put on more size and I was starting to have complications I would say with some of the older guys you know it's it's like that old young thing they mm-hmm. you know some people you know uh, oh. you know yeah it's that well let me put him in his place or let me teach this youngster a what, lesson kind what of. was an example of that um, <clears throat> sometimes it would just be a guy just trying to tell me how to lift weights uh-huh. and saying, you're not doing it the right way and this, that, and the other. And it's like, well, I'm more developed than you. So why are you telling me how to lift? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's not, I didn't come in with that attitude. I listened to my peers because I had older people who had already sort of, um, primed me for this, you know, mm-hmm. they schooled me on how to train. So it's like, I'm lifting and I could be doing the exercise right but this is just a guy who wants to use his uh, wisdom card on me. You know what I mean? Not knowing, hey, I already know I'm doing the exercise right, and I'm just throwing weights around. I understand. But, you know, sometimes people got, you know, something they want to prove, and it's just – unfortunately, it does become one of those things where you're dealing with people who might just be hateful or jealous of you just simply because you may have more improvements than them. It goes – you know, it goes without saying. If you have a nice-looking girl – somebody might hate you for that you have a nice looking car somebody might hate you for that you know and it's just the competition of that that goes around It's so I always shied away from it because I'm like the last thing I want to do is have conflict I like to talk to people and give them advice on how to become better if they don't know but no one can figure that out because the average person tends to you know you know think they're you know, they're the shit <laughs> when, they, when they get a little size on them. Go ahead. So
0: when the, your, your brother, uh, who's 15, tells you when you're 10, you, you better start working out or you're going to be the smallest in the family. Did you think, okay, I guess I will work out? Did you think I don't want to be the smallest in the family?
1: That's exactly how it came to me. I, I looked around and I, and I said, man, I wasn't thinking about that. It was like, okay, everybody's lifting weights. So I'm lifting weights. But I'm 10 years old. Like yeah. None of you guys started at 10. right? So you're going to plant a seed like that in my head. But what it did was it gave me a, a tremendous advantage that I didn't think I would have. Because the earlier you start doing anything, I don't care if it's learning new languages, swimming, martial arts, your body's going to adapt to it faster. So not knowing this, because there was a whole lot of information that said, well, you know, if you work out, it'll stunt your growth. You won't get taller. Right. There's all these r- rumors and things. And I'm like... Well, that's not true. I'm the tallest in my family, and, you know, actually, I, the, the, it's actually beneficial to start early. Your hormones, you know, improve faster. So did structure. you start lifting weights at 10? I started lifting at 10, but not to the degree that a bodybuilder would. It was yeah. just like I had a little cement weight set and was just lifting and curling and doing whatever Did you, you bench presses at 10? I did here and there, but I couldn't get to a gym or be a, a frequent gym member because, there was no one my age, and then of course I would have to be have a parent with me if I was in in a gym at ten. Right?
2: Did your uh, oh sorry? Mm-hmm. Did, did your brothers teach you how to do it then? How to like technique and stuff?
1: Not really, man. I mean, I'm a, t- you know. Um, so he said, you better uh, you better start
0: lifting. You're going to be the smallest in the family. Don't expect any help from me. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he basically just it out. you know, you said, it you know it out for pushed yourself. me out
1: of the nest and said, fly. You know. Yeah. And but the thing is, I was the kind. So your of brother person, was the bully, actually, right? He was. No, I'm just kidding. No, no, he was looking actually, out for you, no, man. No, no, no. He was. He he had that middle child syndrome, mm-hmm. and you know always. And I was the guy he picked on, uh-huh. you know, because of it. You know, I mean, it's it's one thing when you're the middle child. It's like okay, first you're the youngest. Now you're in the middle because someone else is coming behind you, so then you become their plaything when the parents aren't around. It's like okay, let me see. Well, you're the guinea pig now. Let, yeah. me, let me do whatever I feel that comes to mind and experiment on this guy. So that was something that he said to me. I don't think he said it uh, altruistically, trying to help me. Uh-huh. I think he was trying to make me feel bad. That yeah, you're gonna be the smallest and right? you're so, the shortest. You're the smallest. You're the. <laughs> so there was a little. There sure is did.
0: was an ounce of of. Uh, well, I don't want to be. I don't want to be the small. I don't want. There was an s- ounce of responding to a taunt that. It's partially inspired you to start working out and mm-hmm. build.
1: Um, I, yeah, you can call it that. Yeah. And and I already had, you know, or at least preconceived myself probably doing it. In, oh, uh, preconceived myself doing it anyway because, uh, you know, I knew my father was doing that. I knew they were doing that. Yeah. I just didn't pay much attention to it.
0: What, at what age did you start getting heavier with weights and
1: I would Get say age twelve. Twelve. From twelve to 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 sixteen, is just was every year was just something crazy happening to me. When I go to school, you're like, the hell's going on, man? <laughs> you know, and you know, um uh by the time I was sixteen, I was two hundred and forty pounds and I was bouncing at clubs. Sixteen? Yeah, because people thought I was twenty five. I wow. thought I was older than my oldest brother.
0: Really? Yeah. Were you bigger
1: than your oldest brother at that I point? I was bigger than him then. Wow! You
2: were were you six feet back then? Six one. Yeah.
1: Even at sixteen, mm-hmm. and you were how I much? I just got up to six one. I didn't I didn't go past six one. I, I like completed my uh, height growth at age sixteen. So, people were in awe of you at school, in high school. Yeah, because, and did, were yeah. you
0: on sport? Did you play sports in high school?
1: Actually, I uh, throughout the years that I was lifting weights, I was also playing basketball. Huh. Now, what was crazy was that is crazy story where I was going to Crenshaw High, <clears throat> and I was I played B varsity basketball. And you know, only reason why I stopped playing was because there was a time where the coach had said, "Skins and shirts." You know, we play against each other, and he wanted me to be on the skin side. And up to that point, no one had seen me with my shirt off because mm-hmm. I deliberately. Kept covered up. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, what, I would wear a big coats to school. At oh, why day were you kind of self conscious about it? I, I just didn't want people.
0: You don't like, want attention. Oh, did you also not want? You know, and people being antagonistic towards you because you were big. They didn't want you know. You, oh, you think you're tough. You know, you don't want people kind of coming at you like you think you're tough or whatever that kind yeah, of thing. It,
1: it's it's all those things. I didn't want to intimidate. I didn't want to be perceived as anything different than anyone else. Yeah. And and I just wanted to be accepted. And I knew that this was a time where it's like, okay, the average basketball player doesn't look like me. I already know that. So I don't want to get embarrassed here and be on a, put on the spot. Yeah. So sure enough, as soon as a short, man, you should be on the football field. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, oh, yeah, right, right. Even though I had good skill, you know, I would probably say I was up in the maybe, um, at least 70% um, in terms of the guys, you know, who were really good. Were you blocking people
0: pretty, Easily because you're big, and I mean, it must have been hard to get around you and on the court, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, for certain people who were trying to post up, obviously they were not going to be. I mean, nobody move.
0: could pack you, probably, right? Because you were just too big and tall. And stuff, I, right? I
1: did have that advantage, but of course, <laughs> now here's the thing: like, I had, I was, I was really good at, like, I had good hops or good jumping skills, so I can dunk at, at that size and even at that weight. So if I was lighter it would have it would have been even more improved but I mean, were you breaking the hoop or you, or what no no i didn't have that i mean i had a good outside shot some decent dribble skills and and i was just in love with basketball because that was that whole 80s era where the celtics and the lakers was going at it mm-hmm. and you know you're just kind of caught up in the moment right mm-hmm. and but weightlifting was still my passion and i realized that you do a lot of running when you're playing basketball so if you want to put on more sides, it's going to be hard to do that because you're constantly running, you know.
2: And yeah, and you wanted to gain. Exactly. So I started thinking about running
1: my makes gains. you lose weight. It makes you lose body fat and water, but it also exhausts the body and prevents you from using your power to build. Now you need strength to build with heavier weights. And heavier weights is going to build more volume and thickness in the muscle or make it more dense. So I realized that if I tire myself out all day playing basketball, I have very little strength left to actually exercise. So it's not that cardio is bad for you, it's actually good for you, but you can't do too much of one and expect to make gains on the other side. So, And you were trying to get bigger, because you already <clears throat> knew you wanted to be a bodybuilder or you just knew you wanted to get bigger? I just wanted to achieve a, a bigger, get gains in terms of size and make improvements on my physique that I felt that was an imbalance. What was the end goal for you at that time? Were you thinking I could be
0: a competitive bodybuilder when you were a teenager? Or what were you thinking
1: would be that this could lead to? Yeah, that's when I actually had, you know, that sort of epiphany to do something with my physique besides just being random. I watched a, a documentary, Pump and Iron, you yeah. know you guys have heard mm-hmm. of it. And, you know, just after watching that, that's when I got inspired to do a bodybuilding show. Because then I was thinking, well, maybe I can do that. That looks like fun. How you old know? were you when you I did? I
0: 16. 16 when you did your mm-hmm. first show. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. How did you do in the show? I got first place. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. And Against it, adults? Like full adults?
1: No, these were teenagers. It was just a park and rec show. And it was, you know, it was just teenagers. It was just something to get my feet wet. The second show that I did, I ended up getting second because I wasn't as lean. So the teenager, even though he was like three years older than me, he was lean. He was cut. I was the big guy, and I didn't think about dieting back then. It was about, okay, I was big, so my size carried me over in the first show. Second show, you know, I got spanked by a more cut guy. So I said, I don't want that to happen again. So I got lean, and then I did um, the surgery break classics, and I took first in that. And that was the first time I actually dropped my body fat at, at really low. As Do you win as money can. at these shows? Is that how... What? Not at those shows. You really don't rent, win money until <clears throat> you actually get your pro card. And um, You get a card? Yeah, when you turn pro in bodybuilding, they give you an IFBB pro card. And, and you don't get that until you've won a national contest. Mm-hmm. And there's two steps to winning the nationals. First, you have to win a state show to qualify. At least back in the day <clears throat> when I won my first state show, it was back in 2000. I won the Mr. Los Angeles. So I won that to qualify. And then I did the Mr. USA contest, which is the contest that you have to do, the national contest is held in Vegas. That's the show you have to do. You have to win that show and be the overall winner in order to get your pro card. And the overall winner means that there's a class winner for every weight class, from bantamweight to super heavyweight, okay? Super heavyweight is anything over 225. Oh, that's you. Yeah, anything over 225 is super heavy. But all the class winners, every class, every guy that uh, gets first in their class, they then compete and they have an overall. So whoever's the best in that group, that's the one that gets the pro card. And then, uh, you know, I eventually achieved that. I I won the Mr. USA in 2006. So the, the, what's the the smallest
0: weight called? Banna weight? Banna weight, yeah. Banna? Bantam. Oh, Bantam. Mm Mm-hmm
1: and how much What's that that? uh man i don't even really know the weight weight range but i think it's something like 145. Mm. you don't even bother with that i mean you're busy with you don't even (laughs) watch those yeah 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 you got bantam weight and they don't have a a weight class in pros because once you turn pro it's anything goes so it's like yeah it's anybody you know there's people there's people are 145 in that People that are 145 So they're just
0: kind of skinny guys.
1: Well, you got to realize there's height ranges too. Mm-hmm. So most of the guys oh. is going to fall into the 145. They're, they're going to be 5, like five two. feet. Yeah, yeah. Or really 5 feet? Yeah, exactly. So
0: they're going to actually look pretty thick. They're going to look pretty thick. Pretty thick. Yeah. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: know, and that's just that's the way it works. It's just from really the tallest to the shortest and wherever weight uh, division that they fall in from there. Right. Mm-hmm. So
0: in high school, going back to high school, you covered up all the time. Mm-hmm. So, no. but then once you took your shirt off for one of those games, did word start to spread around school that, oh, Omar, he's huge. He's, he,
1: his body's amazing. Well, it was after that day that I decided that I wasn't going to play basketball. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it was that because day. Because you, you didn't want wow. to, because... Yeah, I didn't want the taunts. I didn't want the, the whole... So you know,
0: when people were saying, oh, you should play be playing football. What are you doing here? And then your body... And then was that when you also thought, I could be a bodybuilder or was you you didn't watch that movie yet right pumping iron
1: I hadn't seen pumping iron yet and but shortly thereafter I did I I would say not even a month may have passed because I was kind of sitting kind of wondering like okay I'm getting bigger I'm always being you know looked at or complimented for how big I am and most people are surprised when I tell them I'm 16 years old you know right and I'm working at you know bouncing at clubs and Roxbury and all these other, uh, uh, what was it, Century Club back then. And no one knew I was 25. Matter of fact, the the guy who was paying me and my brothers, because my brothers was bouncing too, um, he would pay me the money for my brothers because he knew we were all together. And he would say, yeah, you know, at the end of the night, he would hand me the money thinking i was the oldest <laughs> <laughs> and i'm and it's ele- totally illegal for me to be in the club right right right. you know it's like i got a chance to see a, a different side of the world i wasn't ready for it's funny know? were you checking wow. ids like to- you know what i wasn't checking ids but he had me at like vip oh, okay. uh, doors, stuff That's like funny. this <laughs> did you see
0: yeah. a lot of stuff go down that any kind of adult stuff that oh, you yeah were too man. young I mean, for of course what I mean. did you see that you were too young for uh
1: there was like girls getting naked up on the stage and they having these you know <laughs> butt contests you know and all this kind wait, of wait what's a butt <laughs> contest how does that work well i mean they basically just you know Pull their pants down, start shaking their ass on stage and they getting rated by how many cheers they get. I mean, this is what this uh-huh. is, this kind of stuff was going on. Uh-huh. And don't let And like, what did you think you, when you were sixteen seeing that? I man, my eyes was as big as soup bowls, man. Just yeah. sitting there like, okay. <laughs> and would you cheer for one of them or no? Nah, man. You I I, I I just looked and, you know, and I was just you like, You didn't man, participate. That was crazy. Nah. I,
0: I mean, didn't. in the in the judging that is, no.
1: No, no, no. I mean, you know, the security is just there, you know, they're kinda of watching, so I just, you know I, I had to be, um, you know, I had to be restrained. Was, right, was, right, right. Now, did you ever have to get tough
0: with certain people?
1: Yeah, that happened quite a few times. I had to throw people out, I had to break up fights.
0: What do you I, say, do you um, say, how do you, what's your demeanor like? Cause you, you seem like a very mild-mannered guy. How did you turn that on?
1: I mean, most of the time I was able to just really calm situations down. Um, do you have to um, through make a face that shows you're being serious? I never had to. I mean, if I did, it just probably came natural. But uh-huh. I never did it on purpose. It was never a thing where I tried to use uh, my position or my size to intimidate anybody, even if they were just kind of acting a fool. Uh-huh. You know, I you would never just did. Uh-huh. I never did. Oh wow. Even if I mean, there were times where I had to tell and said, "Look, man, you're gonna get put out the club, man. You know, you acting like that, and you know, because there's a force of security. It's not just me. Right." It's like they know there are like 10 other guys there that's like going to enforce that situation if they get out of hand. So even though one or two might be enough to stop it, they understand like, hey, look, what, what is you you one person going to do? You're fighting against doing something wrong and you got to deal with the consequences of all the security putting you out. Only thing that's gonna happen is you're gonna lead the club, not gonna have fun for the night. So what do no. they
0: say? All right, hey man, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. Most of what the do time
1: most of the time it is like that, but then you have you ha- you have had guys in clubs that are very thuggish, didn't care. Do Did they try to challenge you? Um not necessarily me personally. What are you but wearing by the way? A suit? No, back then we we're just wearing like these big black security jackets. You uh-huh. know, we had like flashlight jacket, dark jeans mm-hmm. and stuff oh,
0: like that. Oh, it's like a kind of FBI kind of like a it's like a coach. Just kind of bla- uh, coach Windbreaker. Kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. You know, and um, <clears throat> that's pretty much what we do. Do you were. ever
0: do a thing where you don't even say anything and you just say, you know, you just sort of point and then kind of gesture where, that they have to leave? Yeah,
1: and... that's happened, you know, because if someone is doing something, if they're, you know, you know, hanging on one of the fans or something or, oh. you know, yeah, just doing something awkward, something. Have you ever crazy. had to fight somebody? Yeah, I had to fight somebody. I had to put people out, though, literally carry them out. Yeah. Are they kicking and screaming? You know, that's happened a couple of times, but they can't really kick because I'll just, like, you know, Bear and, you know, squeeze them real hard and make sure that they can't move, and then I'll just put them out. And then if they want to, you know, challenge me outside, that's on them, you Did know. You,
2: were you com- com- confident in fighting and stuff, like?
1: No, I didn't. Did want, I didn't want to fight. I knew you I. You have could. no background in fighting either, right? No, just street fighting. <laughs> you, you know, street fight? No, well, not like as a competition, but you know, you've had your fights growing up. You know what I mean? Oh, and when, those but kind of did things. you ever fight people when you were at your size? No, the, the I would say one of the last fights that I actually had, I was about fifteen. Oh, so you were pretty muscular. Well, I was fifteen. I was getting to that point, but the guy I fought, he was bigger than me. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. You know, he worked out, and he was, he had a reputation because he was from, I think, one of the gangs, uh, I think it was the 90s or the 60s or something like that, and I didn't gang bang or anything. How did
0: you, why did you never get involved with the gangs or anything?
1: because uh, I was a gamer, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I played you video were, games. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah, man. What I did you a, play? I grew up from, I mean, from, from when I remember, Commodore 64, Neo Geo's, mm. Sega's, everything, man, Um you know, obviously. What years were
0: you playing games a lot? Or do you still play games? Still play them. Oh, you do? So you yeah. never stopped from, since the 80s?
1: Yeah, still a game. I'm playing Death Stranding right now. Just finished uh, Fallen Order. So did uh, you
0: play Nintendo a lot?
1: I did. I played the Super Nintendo mostly. Um, oh, yeah. Did you play Punch Out? I played uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I played that. I played Mario Kart, the original ones, you know. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I grew up with. All kinds. Of, I mean, all the PlayStation games, at least the uh, the most popular ones you can name. I'm, I'm, I'm beating them. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. You seem like such a. Oh, well, you were in a, being at home most of the time when you weren't working out. You were, you liked being at home playing video games. Yeah, so games,
1: reading, just things uh-huh. like that. Where I wasn't that the person that people would perceive or think that I was. It was nothing like that, and most people didn't realize that because. The 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 common theme was, if you lifting weights, back then they would always say, "Man, you did time," you know, because <laughs> that was popular back then. Did gang members ever try to recruit you as muscle? No, no, that never happened. A friend of mine, um, his name was Mike. He actually back then, when I had that fight, he knew most of the guys that were in that gang because he was a former gang member himself. He was still somewhat affiliated with the '60s, the Crips, but. You know, he eventually, I talked him out of doing that, and told him, man, you know, you need to get out of that.
0: How did you end up getting into a fight
1: with a gang member at uh, 15? Over a, a um, let's see, we were in a, at a liquor store, and everybody at that time was playing Super Mario Brothers, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it was the arcade version of Super Mario yeah. Brothers, so he was in there. And there was a couple other games in there. And, you know, I was just waiting for my friend to finish up, but this guy, his name was Tyrone or whatever, He, yeah, typical, right? He was his name was Tyrone, and he was um him and him and uh, one of my other friends, Jason. They got into like a bagging contest where they were just like bagging on each other. Yeah, and I knew the guy from school because we both went to uh, Horseman Junior High School, Mm -hmm. which wasn't you know too far from where my father has a little had a little uh, fast food restaurant. But to make a long story short, I knew him from there. But, you know, we never really talked or anything, but um, during this bagging contest, I was just laughing, you know, because what they were saying about each other was funny. And he just challenged me, he was like, well, what are you laughing at? You know, like that. I just said, I'm laughing because it's funny. Mm-hmm. you know. And he said, okay, he said, yeah. He said, well, he said, well, after I finish this game, we gonna go outside, we gonna fade. That's what <laughs> he said. I was like, whatever, man, you know what I mean? But he was—he was quite serious. I was the kind of person where it's like, I'm not going to attack you unless you attack me first. That's the way it is. It's like, yeah, if, you know, so whether he, whether it's a gesture that you're coming at me or whether you hit me, whatever it is, I'm not going to be the first to draw blood like that. Did you win the fight? Yeah, what? oh, you did. Oh, yeah. Well, were <laughs> uh-huh. you not? Uh,
2: okay, were you scared though when he's like, let's go out and fade?
1: No. And did you know you were confident in yourself? Well, I was ready to take on whatever challenge it was. Did
0: you think you were capable? Because you, you... I didn't know what was gonna happen. Uh I'm gonna
1: tell you something. Here's the thing. Okay, now after we got outside, um, suddenly there was about like twelve people out there, Mm -hmm. and two of my friends who were smaller than me, young. Well, actually, they were older than me, but you know, they were smaller than me. And it, was, and it was me. And then it was this guy who was bigger than me and his gang and couple, a couple few brothers outside. So I didn't know that at the time, but my friend told me like, yeah, man, I was like, you know. So he's like, yeah, man, so, you know, we're standing right in front of each other. I have my coat like this in my hand. And he was like, so yeah, what was all that stuff you sent? And then the next thing you know, um, I just saw a light, saw a flash. Dude hit me square in the eye. Oh, wow. <laughs> he hit me square in the eye, and then I heard everybody going, ooh, ooh, like that, like, you know, and it was really Street Fighter getting ready to start, you yeah. know. And um, right after he did that, man, I just lost it. Uh-huh. The first thing I did was ran up to him, ground him, body slammed him, and was just wailing on him, and we were next to glass. And, you know, they going to pull me off of him, say, "Meow, yeah, man, y'all got to get away from the glass. I'm like, this is a street fight, so there's rules now. Mm-hmm. This dude just socked me without me even, you know. So anyway, they pulled me off of him because they were trying to give him a second chance because it just was about to end real quick. <laughs> and, and and so we're going around, you know, swinging wildly. He's missing me; I'm missing him. And next thing you know, he said, "Yeah, that's why your hands are bleeding." And I looked down, and blood was just dripping all the way down my forearms. Yeah, because when I threw him down on the ground, I I landed on glass. Yeah, and I didn't realize like that happened. Because, you know, when you piss, your adrenaline and everything. So I said, So what? I said, Your mouth is bleeding. <laughs> He's bleeding from the mouth. Yeah. So, anyway, make a long story short, he got near a wall and I ran up to him and I pushed his head up against the wall. I mean, I, I've, I, I'm pretty violent when I get like that, man. And then I slammed him again. His head hit the back of the wall. And then I grabbed him into a, a choke and started hitting them all in the back of his head and in his face. Then I turned him over and then I started thinking. I turned him over, he's on his back, I'm on top of him, and I got my hands like drawn like this, like I could just do whatever I wanted to to him. And you spanked him? No, I, I just told him, I said, I said, man, you give like that. And he and then he looked up and he shook his head, and then that was it. And the reason why I did that is because I said, this dude's gang is right behind me. They can hit me over his head with a baseball yeah. bat, shoot me in the back, anything, I don't know what's going on. I said, all I knew then, then, the, the, the caution start to kick in. And I said, we need to get the hell out of here, you know. Yeah. So after he gave, I got up, and my friend Jason wanted to go back into the liquor store and start playing games. <laughs> I said, man, what the hell, you know, like, no, man, we got to go. And then he was like, oh, okay. Like, like he, he started thinking. Okay. He just right. wanted to play the game? Yeah, he just wanted to keep playing games. was he games. trying to establish that territory or something? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like that
2: These guys, place, man, yeah. let me
1: tell you something. They wasn't quite as aware of certain situations okay. as, I, as I was. So so we were leaving, and I guess the guy Tyrone was upset because they were telling him things like, man, he effed you up, and man, you, you know, your eyes and everything, man, he effed you up. And he had a rep for beating up people. Mm. He had a reputation. I didn't know anything about this guy, you know. And my friend Mike, which is my other friend, he knew who he was, but I didn't know him. He's like, yeah, man, like he got a reputation like kind of beating up people and stuff. So anyway, he said, he was crying. And he was like, no, nah, man, we gonna fade. We gonna fade some more. We gonna fade some more. I said, dude, I said, if we, we go again, I said, I'm gonna beat the crap out of it. I said, I'm not gonna stop. I said, I'm not gonna stop. It's like, you know I will let you up, I, you know? And it, was, it happened quite fast and he understood that. So it was almost like he didn't do anything. So we walked off and we're walking down the street And my friend Jason looks back, and next thing you know, he sees all these guys jogging, like down the street, because we ain't got about three or four blocks down the street. He said, hey man, they coming. I said, well, let them come. (laughs) And you know what he did? He did like this. He pulled some sort of gun Uh out of his uh, pants. Who did, Tyrone? Tyrone did. And and me and my friends looked at each other like this. (laughs) we We started running so fast. That we just like me and Jason took off straight. My friend Mike he ran across the street, and um, like I said, my father had a business that went too far away from there, so we ran there. And um, I'm just going to end the story on this. When me and J- me and Jason got to my father's shop, and my friend Mike he came um, uh, uh, about maybe a couple of minutes later, and my uh, uh, middle brother he was there at the shop, and he saw Mike. And Mike had these like streaks, like dry like, water streaks going around his, uh, on the side of his face. And my brother said to him, he said, man, how fast were you running? He said, that only happens when I'm on a motorcycle. <laughs> 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 so he's like, and I just seen, when I did see Mike, he ran across the street. All I could see was his legs going through the car lights. Yeah, I just seen a blur of his legs going through the car lights. And me and Jason, we stayed together, but, yeah, that, those are scary times, man.
0: Well, wait, did they, they didn't find you? You outran them?
1: We just outran them. They weren't going to chase us all and the And they way never down tried to uh, retaliate you. later or anything? Okay, like? now this is what happened. and this, Now this is what happened. My mother heard, found out about the fight. She knew he went to the school, so she checked me out of the school, and then I started going to Henry Clay Junior High, which is a different school, um, um, different junior high. And um, my friend Jason saw <clears throat> Tyrone at school um, maybe a couple of days later, and he said he had a twenty-two. Wow. So he did have a gun. You know, he wasn't, mm. he wasn't at like school playing. Damn. You know, well, he didn't have the gun at school, at least I don't know, but my friend Jason mm. saw him. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he told my friend Jason, yeah, I had a twenty-two
0: like that. And so, uh, but you never ran into him again.
1: I ran into him at High Park. It was a little Hyde Park Elementary, this was like maybe two or three years later. Really? Yeah, and we were like playing uh, 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 basketball out in the little, um, little uh, the PE area, and you know we were out of school then. You know, I'm like maybe 18 or something like yeah. that, and just playing basketball for fun. And he was standing like, like kind of far back, and I remember my friend Jason was saying, "Hey man, ain't you know that Tyrone over there?" I said, "So." Mm-hmm. <laughs> He did not want to come nowhere near the did basketball Did he
0: still look play. like he was in, affiliated
1: with gangs and, at that I'm time? I'm pretty sure, yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, huh. But I think at that time, yeah, I realized he was bigger than me then. Now I'm like, you know what I mean? 250 right. yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, if that happened to you while I was 15 and smaller, he oh. didn't want no part of me at that particular time, mm-hmm. you know? So he just he just stayed way back. He didn't he didn't even come over there. But by the
0: don't court. they feel like they're more powerful because they have guns? Well, he was
1: by himself. Uh huh. Mm. So what was he going? to Were do?
0: you somewhat you? So you never were scared or anything?
1: Nah, not in those situations. Of course, I always felt the threat of caution. I always felt cautious about where I was because I understood that there were those kind of threats around. Mm-hmm. but you I just, wasn't you, fearful of him. I didn't think mm-hmm. about him until I had to confront it sure you know
0: now going back to high school mm-hmm. did rumors start circulating at school that you had a big body
1: yeah did you like and that did, mm-hmm. did oh, you like yeah sorry. did you like
0: that yeah <laughs> no I didn't you didn't like that mm-hmm. but did you didn't girl, feel
2: like oh those are kind of nice kind of compliments I know you were modest about it but mm-hmm. you didn't have any like
1: not at that time no nice attention. I had I, I did I don't girls know.
0: find out about that
1: Um, no, because let me tell you something. If there were girls that knew or anything like that, it wasn't something that really came to my mind. I didn't, I didn't even have my first girlfriend until I was 19. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, is that when I, um, when I was at school, I had work experience. So I would get out of school at around noon and I would go to the gym and then go to my father's shop to work. Because I just started to get to know my father at 16. Yeah. But that was only because I was working. Was part your father the still business. big back then at when you were 16? Yeah, he was still big. Was he but looking
0: at you thinking, all right, you, this is how you do it?
1: W- yeah, he was proud of me. and It wasn't, it was like we all had, well, I would say for me, it happened so fast.
0: So this, hold on, this, it's a fast food place? Mm-hmm. It's just a fast food place with all these huge guys working there.
1: Yeah, pretty much, because that's how he was. They're he what, was, they're serving burgers? We're serving burgers and pastrami and all that kind of stuff. But guess what? Check this out. Now, he, the, now here's the, the, the irony of that whole thing. My father's a vegetarian. Oh, right. He's a vegetarian mm-hmm. while he was working the business. And even when I was born, he only ate fish. He didn't even eat any meat or anything like that. So,
0: And not w- only that, these bodybuilder kind of guys are not even really eating a ton of junk food, too, or uh, mm-hmm. a ton of fast food. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you guys are just working this fast food place. hmm and yet, one of you doesn't even eat meat, and the rest of you are not really eating that stuff anyway.
1: Well, I, I will say this. It was healthier fast food. Uh-huh. Like, we had, we were, like, one of the first places in that neighborhood to have veggie burgers and all kind of other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I did grow up eating that kind of food just simply because, number one, it was free. <laughs> it tastes good, and I was, you know, trying to put on size, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> what better way? I'm going to eat chili burgers and whatever I'm going to put on size. But— once I became more involved in bodybuilding, I understood that the quality of food, we're talking about like sodium, fat content, things like that, like the food could still be good, but it, it can be high in sodium, it yeah. can be high in fat. So for me then, cooking my own food, how what type of oils I'm using, all that started to matter more, and so I got away from eating like that. Did you eat
2: ask- as much as you could?
1: There were times where I did, and that was kind of a foolish thing. I wish I would have known what I knew now, and I wouldn't have you know practice that kind of eating oh because
0: you just thought i should just try to gain as much weight as possible because i'm gonna turn this into muscle anyway yeah yeah right but that wasn't that wasn't a good thing to do
1: yeah there was times where i was like off season like 310 pounds Uh whoa you know and and muscular though well a lot of it was muscle underneath but i didn't look at myself as being muscular i was bulky
2: 310
1: yeah i was really bulky at the time and That's what bodybuilders did. They would put on all this size so they can have as much strength as possible. As you know, powerlifters are not the leanest guys, Mm -hmm. but that's why they have strength Uh because they have a lot of fat and water to cushion Uh their joints and everything. And when you get lean, you can't really use strength as much because your carbohydrate and energy levels are low. Since you were self-conscious a little bit about being
0: muscular, Mm -hmm. what made you want to keep getting bigger? in your teens
1: because it was just one of those things where it's like it's an improvement from where you are it's like when you're in the gym you just and, got kind of addicted to it
0: to progress yeah oh. yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's progression it's just like you you know
0: when you started seeing results you thought i want to keep you got addicted to the the idea of results getting better and better yeah so it's, you like, it's like being stop. in
1: martial arts and and, and trying to yeah. attain your black belt or whatever it's yeah. like you go through the stages right mm-hmm. so it was more for me it was more like okay um, progress means improving here, improving there. But to improve, you also still have to put on.
0: Did you like looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing your body? Did you like that?
1: Yeah, yeah. I liked seeing the, the results I was getting. I liked the improvement. Did we were, you
0: stun yourself sometimes? Did you think, I can't believe I look like this?
1: It never got to that point. Uh-huh. I think I, I think Because it, it was ha- gradual. So gradual. I was mm-hmm. just going to say that. It's so gradual. You grow with it. And I think for me, it was a little bit different because- It was something I was doing as such at such a young age. It became second nature. So I didn't think about my size. I didn't think about what I would have looked like if I didn't lift weights at 16, Mm -hmm. because that's just what I was. So it wasn't like I was comparing it to anything else, you know. It's like other people would see me and be like, "Man, dang, you know." But I never was like that with myself. I liked improving and seeing improvements, but it mostly came through conditioning. Like when I got conditioned, that's when I was impressed with myself. Like, man, I didn't know I had that much muscle definition. Mm. I was more impressed with that because I grew up watching Bruce Lee movies and stuff like that, so I liked the the chiseled look. Mm-hmm. I wasn't so much really about just size. I wanted it to be conditioned. Mm-hmm. So when I was 310, I felt like, man, I'm just a fat blob and 10 minutes of cardio, I'm huffing and puffing, you know?
0: Do you look at yourself in the mirror or do you still do this and think I'm liking how this looks?
1: I would say now, I'm. Or
0: back then, or whenever.
1: Yeah, yeah I uh, yeah. During my competitions, I was really like satisfied. I was more satisfied. Were there with parts the of your
0: body you like the most? Yeah. Is there I, a favorite part of your body?
1: I would say I, I probably favored biceps, back, and quads more than anything. And did and you how, and, and did you have have like what's the strength? Like what's your most natural gift in? Oh man, um, peace. You know the, the crazy thing about it is the types of lifts that I was doing back then. I wasn't really thinking that it was a big deal, but now I realize that because I can't lift that way anymore now, I realized that man, I was, why was I lifting like that? I would do 405, like 405 pounds, shoulder presses behind the neck with free weights. Ooh. Just like seated shoulder press, 405 wow. behind my neck. And I was doing it to the front. And I was probably maxing out on the bench press. I had a, like a six hundred and forty pound. Oh my! God. Was it was a barbing. It was bending and all that stuff. I didn't oh think about it. I would. Goodness. I would go up to five eighty five and do reps, four to five reps, just on a flat bench with, with five hundred eighty five pounds. It's like, I think like six plates, six forty fives on each side.
2: So you wouldn't do that now? Or I you? can't.
1: I can't train that heavy now. I've 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 had a slight pec injury that has prevented me from really lifting too heavy. I could probably lift heavier if I was not as lean.
0: Did you get injuries from lifting weights? Is that what it's from?
1: You, you can get injuries from lifting weights the wrong way, or you can get injuries from lifting too heavy and putting too much stress on your body, and the joints is just not capable of sustaining the stress. And uh-huh. as you get older and after you've made a foundation, it's really not necessary to train as heavy because you're only gonna grow for so long. Your hormones are only going to be the way they are. And you have this window of opportunity where you can grow really fast. And then it starts to cut off as you get a certain age. That's why an 80-year-old man can't become a muscular bodybuilder. His hormones are shut down. It's like that window of opportunity really starts by the time you start to reach puberty up until you're about 25 or 30 you really have more of a chance of putting on muscle in that window than any other time. So girls didn't, they didn't find out about your body. Older women, man, I'm gonna tell you something. Oh, because at the club. Yeah, older women now, that was a different story. <laughs> so mean, older all, women found out about your body? The older women w- w- mostly hit on me, man. Where and <laughs> when how? When you were 16? Where? When I was 16, where at, at the club. At the club? Or just at my father's business. Would go out with them? No, I wouldn't go out with them. I mean, I've went out with a few. But I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> with the older I, women, they were all older. My, okay. my, How old? My wife. 25? My wife is nine years older than me. Uh huh. You Wait, know, no. but that was the average time. My first girlfriend was eight years older than me. She when you was, were nineteen, I, when I was nineteen, she was twenty-six. How did you meet her? I met her at uh, Black Diamond, which is a um, uh, uh, gym up uh, near uh, Crenshaw High. It's on Fifty Fourth and Crenshaw. She. Mm-hmm. She's so she she was the girl in the um remember the the song Baby Got Backs. Yeah, well, yeah. Backs. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah okay, Mix-a-Lot. she was the one that was on the yeah, Sir Mix-a-Lot. She was the one that was on the pedestal. Really? I didn't, know, I didn't know that was her. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. Yeah. This your girlfriend in be- 19?
0: Yeah. What year is this?
1: Oh, man, um
0: it was well, I guess was this, pre-, <laughs> this uh, pre, was... pre pre uh pre Sir Mix-a-Lot or post? Mixed Post Mix-A-Lot. Post Mix-A-Lot.
1: But in that same... That during... Is it was, the ta- that time? Yeah, it was around that time. It just happened. Oh, really? Yeah. And she saw you at the gym? Yeah. We and she met, came up to you? No, I came up to her. Oh, you did? What yeah. you, you saw her? Yeah. Oh. She was, she was walking out, and I introduced myself to her, and we just started talking like What'd that. What would you say? I said, how are you doing? What's your name? Yeah, you know, she that said. kind of thing. It was very nervous. You were 16? I was 19. 19, 19, yeah. Yeah. And oh. she
0: said... Oh, I'm good. You know. Hey, you know. Yeah, it was. It was a me.
1: very, very. No, it was a very. Did she really normal. was.
0: She really into your body.
1: I don't, man. You know what? I don't know because I don't can't remember what I was wearing or what it was. I, I I feel like this. Um, I know I was attracted to her. Now, how she felt about me? I I think later. Yeah, I, I got a mutual. Do you feeling. find
0: that women oftentimes are attracted to your body?
1: yes and no because it's hard to read women in certain ways because here's the thing there was a time where back in the day it was a generation the the girls that were older than me they didn't have a problem complimenting you saying things to you whatever but then then it kind of shifted it was almost like you know there was this the, the, the mentality shifted so the compliments wasn't so much you might get stared at You know, and then you might get sneered at because if there's a bad perception out there about bodybuilding and I'm not paying attention to it, but some people might be turned off by too much muscle. Some people might like the more leaner physique or whatever, uh, or more streamlined. And I get that. That's fine. But then people have perceptions of you when you're a bodybuilder. They think that all you do is stare in the mirror. You don't have a life and you live in a gym. And it's like, dude, I can't wait to leave the gym. <laughs> when I leave the gym, I ain't thinking about it no more. You know, mm-hmm. I eat two meals now. I don't eat five, six, ten meals. You know, you used to eat ten meals? No, I never did that. Uh-huh. I couldn't. For some reason, I didn't have that kind of appetite.
0: When you saw pumping iron, that's what inspired you to compete? Yes. Did you look up to, say, Arnold Schwarzenegger? I did. So do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger was the most ideal
1: I, especially at that time, absolutely. I mean, it evolved a little bit more as as time went on. Of course, then there were other bodybuilders that were inspired by it, but he was the first. He was the first and the most iconic, of course. He talks
0: about lifting weights. You get to this point where it feels like you're having orgasms all the time. He talks about it in that movie. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way about lifting nah, weights and your I muscles? Don't. <laughs>
1: I don't even think he was really completely genuine uh-huh. when he was saying that. I think uh-huh. he was just trying to, you know, create hype yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, behind yeah, yeah. what yeah. he was saying. But
0: do you get a sort of high off of uh, lifting weights and, or something like that? Or is there something that, is it in, release endorphins in some kind of it way? It does. It uh-huh. does.
1: There is that. But de- it depends on what mood you're in because sometimes, you know, you could be training on an empty stomach. You may not feel good <laughs> and you may not even be able to get a pump. Do you feel powerful? Once upon a time, I did. Oh, what do you mean? I think I felt powerful when I had no injuries and my strength was just maybe at its peak. And I felt powerful then because I had no vulnerabilities in my training. Did you feel like a god? Uh, no, I, you know Did you like Did you like feeling powerful? Um. I liked having the power to lift what I was lifting, but I never really thought about it as being powerful, man. I mean, I never—you didn't feel like you're a modern-day Hercules. Nah, nothing like that.
0: I mean, Did you ever, at, your, at one point, look at smaller people and just think they were just tiny little things and you could crush them?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, that if you what, wanted to. <laughs> what that? I, you know, what's what's funny is is that I think that that's how that's. I was always nervous to even have a thought like that Uh because like I said, I never wanted people to think that I thought that. Uh So, you know, you saying that to me is making me think like, man, is that how people think I think of them? No, no, no. We're not, (laughs) not, 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 I'm just wondering if you thought that. No, 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 that's Uh, true. Well, especially just because your personality doesn't read like Mm, that, you know, but. um, Man, listen, the way I was raised, it was more like, look, dude, you you know, the respect level for each person, not care if they were midget, dwarf, doesn't matter, man, you know? I mean, even in the gym, to this day, I don't like seeing, and I see that too, where guys will try to, you know, use their size to kind of move in on somebody. Hey, you using those, or you know, doing that, and I see that all the time, I'm like, it's not that serious, but let, let the person who's not mentally developed gain what he thinks is power, and then he'll use it in a negative way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, it was more like, look, we all pay your in here, you know, hey man, uh, how many sets you got? I got two, you can work in if you want. You know what I mean? That's the way it's always been with me. You how know? often
0: do you go to the gym? Or did you go to the gym?
1: Now, I'm um, I'm in the gym maybe four days a week. When
0: you're competing, or when you were competing in the past, how often would you be in the gym?
1: It was probably like six days a week, man. I mean, back then. Once was, a day? Once a day, sometimes twice. And how sometimes long each, twice. each session? It uh, depends because some of the sessions could have cardio. So if it was just weights, it would probably be just an hour at a did,
2: time. Did you way. ever think, uh, I'm going to start working out more than everyone else in the world? Like five hours
1: a day, just you get know, bigger now. When I was younger, I used to just train until I was exhausted. And then I realized that's overkill. And so back then, that's what we thought we had to do. In order to get bigger, it's like keep training, keep training, keep training, keep lifting, and it's like, look, your body needs rest and needs to recover. It's a machine; it has to absorb nutrients. And, you know, you can't just tear down muscle tissue and not rest. That's part of the growth factor, but you don't think like that because you think when you're young, the pump, the muscles swell, that's what's making me grow. So keep pumping. What was the most <laughs> meals,
0: What was the most meals you were eating in a day?
1: I would say the most I ever got up to is five, five ever, meals a day. Yeah, I never ate what more What would than be five. those meals? It wouldn't be big chicken? meals. It would be yeah, it would be mostly like chicken and rice, or you know, or 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 you know, fish and vegetables and stuff like that, or maybe steak meal here and there, you know. Um, but they wasn't really gigantic meals. And we we eat more when we're getting ready for a contest because we're sacrificing fats and carbs. And things like that so your body is exerting energy and you're not replenishing that energy so your body becomes more reliant on protein so the only reason why we're eating five meals is to really get the protein in because the protein then becomes the majority of the food you're consuming so there's less carbs less fat so there's less energy you're getting there's less um nutrients that you're getting so you're trying to keep the the body in a catabolic state, and that's uh, to prevent muscle atrophy or to prevent uh, 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 muscle um, deficiency. You're trying to feed the muscle as much as possible. So you're trying to constantly consume protein throughout the day just to make sure that the muscle is being fed. How much? How many bowel movements do you have a day when you're eating that much? <laughs> Some, sometimes, man, depending on if you're doing, using a laxative or not, you might not have one. Oh, really? <laughs> you get so backed up with protein, yeah. less carbs. You go, carbs is fiber. When you're not eating fiber, it's going to be very hard for your body to digest. And now you're increasing your protein intake. You're lowering your fiber intake. Huh. So guess what? You start to get backed up. Backed up, huh? Yeah, yeah, man. Hmm. I mean, it's constipation city sometimes. Really? Man. Yeah.
0: And so how does it all come out? Is it really hard for it to come out? Especially with a really muscular, say, buttocks. Well, I would gluta, say gluteus. I yeah, would yeah, maximus.
1: I would say, part. well, all the powerlifting that they've done, they should have the strength <laughs> uh-huh. to be able to exert, you know, and and get rid of it. Do you think that pushing out poo is similar to lifting weights in a way? Yeah, because you have to strain, man. Really, you have to strain. There's when you a squat. F- you, feel you have to strain when you leg press. There's a similarity there. There's a similarity. No kidding. Yeah. I think the strongest bodybuilders are the strongest shitters too. Really? Yeah. Straight up. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And you would go days without going poo-poo? Not necessarily me, man. Because like I said, I wasn't a big eater like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you can take supplements.
0: Okay. Are there guys that you've met who've gone days without going poo-poo? Yeah,
1: man. And, and I mean, it's, they, and it's and awful. It, is sometimes. it starting to
0: smell somehow on them?
1: Well, yeah, because the food is 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 rotting inside of their bodies, yeah. and then it's you coming sm- out of their pores. Whoa. Yeah, you can smell it on them. Yeah, and then really? of course Whoa. the bowel movement probably leaves a stench for days after, man. And I, I, there's probably no ammonia and no bleach that could get rid of a scent like that. Really? Yeah, because is it? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, man. Because it's just rotten. Are some guys so big? It's hard for them to wipe themselves when they're, after going poo poo. You know what? I would hear that. With some cases, and you know what? Hey, um, if you got short arms, man, and you and they're just large, then yeah, I think you're gonna have that problem. So would they you have ever, to wipe like a woman in between their legs.
0: Would bro. you ever because they maybe weren't wiping as thoroughly?
1: Did you ever come across guys that, that smelled were kind of funky thump, because poop, of it? Yeah. I mean, I hope not, bro, but yeah, <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you go question. Do you Why smell, a person do, smell the way they do. You do smell guys like that sometimes? No, not now, because I, I usually try oh, to be did. at a distance oh, and right. not get the scent of <laughs> anybody, really. <laughs> when you're wearing
0: a, and you're competing, you just wear a small little sort of underwear, right? Mm-hmm. A small sort of thong type thing? Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's, it's like what they call poles and trunks. They're, s- they're, and they're trunks, similar yeah. to briefs.
0: Right. Did, has those ever come off on accident?
1: No, not with me, but I mean that I've heard stories where that have happened. When I've someone's never, posing in front of an audience and it pops off. Yeah, that that's happened before. <laughs> that's happened before. Not it's not quite that common though, to tell you the truth. When They're, that
0: happens, what do you know how an audience reacts to that?
1: Well, it's never really happened when I've when when I've competed, but I've only heard stories about stuff like that happening. I might have seen a video or two maybe someone shared that showed some blooper or something like that, but I've actually never been in a, in a competition where that's actually happened.
0: Does lifting weights increase penis size? No
1: I, does it make it, it smaller? No, I think all that's genetic, just, man. yeah, yeah, I think it's it just like your height, everything is genetic, your you know, hand size, shoe size. all that's genetic. I think there used to be theories about that because <clears throat> I think the I think too, um, the drugs that bodybuilders would use, can shrink testicles. Mm. And that is where the whole shrinkage thing comes from. But it doesn't it's you know, it's it's certainly not something that's going to uh, uh shorten the length or or make it sure. bigger or anything like that. Do you like know that. why just
0: testicles shrink?
1: I don't. I don't know why. I just I just know that certain drugs can do that.
0: Is steroid use legal to some degree in bodybuilding? Now
1: that's a gray area because and have you ever used N- nothing? Steroids? Nothing is actually, I don't know. I can't say if it's legal, but it's legal now. Just like testosterone, you know, what they call um, uh, 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 testosterone therapy or TRT mm-hmm. or whatever. Now that's become more prevalent in society because uh, males are experiencing low testosterone. That's why they say low T. So low T is low testosterone. So they're realizing that the benefits of having your testosterone regular, especially if you're one who is deficient, it is, how can I say, beneficial for you to have your testosterone levels at a normal level because your immune system is affected by it, your metabolism is affected affected by it, your overall energy is affected by it. So now people are starting to see that there are benefits to having testosterone, which is a steroid. But that's why people have, to, people have to understand that when they hear steroids, they think a ba- it's a bad word. And that's how I used to feel. And the thing is, but there's steroids in eye drops. And when you use eye drops, it clears your eyes up.
0: There's steroids in preparation age.
1: Exactly. So I it's think. like there are, use, there, there, there are uses for it, but sports medicine, the problem with it being involved in sports medicine, because there's two issues here. There's performance, and then there is the vanity side. So our sport is subjective. So it's based on what you look like. But other sports, you know, is based on uh, um, physical action, you know. So, so it's determined based on uh, uh, it's, uh, it's black and white. Let's just put it that way. You know, if you score a basket or whatever, you know you've done that. You can measure it kind of Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's measurable, sure. like you said. But bodybuilding, on the other hand, is subjected to the person's prejudice based on what he thinks is the better body.
0: How did you learn all the science behind bodybuilding, the dieting and stuff like that? How did you learn all the, the science and stuff?
1: Some of it came through experience and some of it came from reading. You
0: just got really into bodybuilding. You read a lot of books about it. read a
1: lot of books. I mean, even the magazines like uh, uh, Muscle and Fitness, Flex Magazine, or Muscular Development, you know, they would have articles in there. Some of them were written by bodybuilders. Some of them were written by nutritionists. Um, you get that. I mean, I, I've read books on nutrition, too. Yeah. So just to learn what, what foods and how they affect the body. And then over time, it just became something that my, from my own experience plus the experience I've learned from competing is just sort of meshed from there.
0: Can a muscle get too big that there's a complication?
1: Well, the heart. I mean, but oh. there's no real way to increase a in heart muscle on its own. I mean, and see, that, that's another problem too. Um, there are people who are taking certain kinds of drugs that can increase the heart. And unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, that's when it becomes dangerous. Or there are people who are using stuff like insulin, you know, which is not a steroid, but, you know, insulin can increase the synthesis of carbohydrates and things like that. And, you know, there are people who mess around with insulin for a number of reasons to create more muscle volume. Those things are dangerous. As a matter of fact, I think a lot of the, 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 the things that we're seeing with bodybuilders today, like some of them having big stomachs and, you know, even though they're 4 or 3% body fat, their stomach is sticking out. A lot of that comes from insulin use. But can a muscle
0: just get too big? And have you ever, that ever happened to you?
1: I've never really seen that. I mean...
0: You've I, never had a muscle go too big? Like you
2: worked it out too much?
0: Yeah, it got too time? big and then, I don't know, it, something happened. No, I, I think... Do you ever get spasms or anything? Muscle spasms?
1: That happens, and yeah. Does I mean, that hurt? Oh, absolutely. How does that cramp- happen? A lot of times it happens after you've depleted the muscle from working out and your body lacks, uh, you know, electrolytes. And so potassium and sodium and things like that has been spent. So then the muscles start cramping. So usually, like after I had, a, like, say, a heavy leg workout, some hours down the road, if I haven't eaten and gotten some nutrients in to replace what I've lost, muscles start cramping. And it's just, you know, it's nothing you can do about it. It locks on you, and it's What do you do, though? You, do you put pressure on it? You can't really do anything. And, you know, I've had times where I've gotten out of my car to go to the store, and the legs just locked on me, and I just had to bend down to my knees and and kind of <laughs> scoot around on my feet, man. Are there disadvantages to being too big or yeah. being so big? Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, movement and flexibility can be a disadvantage, if you especially if you don't practice stretching. Um you know uh I would say flexibility is probably the number one thing. What do you have trouble doing? um well, you know, I would say leg flexibility like I think dancing things that require uh quick like like twitch movements, things like that, fast switch movements, those types of things I think are difficult to do when the bigger you get it's not doesn't mean that you can't. It's just that there's so much more. There's there's like motion that is that takes time. So mm-hmm. unless you know how to like a like a smaller person can move faster because there's less uh, a volume, right? Mm-hmm. So a bigger person would have to work with that volume to control mm-hmm. it. So there's more control because there's you know more girth there. So it's like you know, but it would be that way for a muscular person or even someone overweight. Because you know, there's just more girth. There's more.
0: Is there a part of your body that you feel could be better?
1: Sure. Like I, I, you know, I I have a few uh, weak points. That what was your biggest remember. weakness? You yeah. Thought? What are your weak like, points? What are you
2: like, God dang it! If my this was just a little better, I'd be on top of the damn I would say game. my hamstrings. No
1: kidding. Yeah, my hamstrings would probably be my biggest weakness, and they wouldn't be a weakness at all if I was competing in the seventies and in the eighties because it's 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 this it's being measured by today's standard today's standard guys are so freaky, they're this they're that, <laughs> right. and they have hamstrings that are like you know buffaloes and you know horses, so it's like okay, you' hamstring that big, you know, but if I was competing in the seventies in Arnold's era, I would probably be one of the biggest guys on stage mm-hmm. just simply because no one was as big you know back then did you feel that when you're
2: coming up in the game like yeah. like my my damn hams. I wish
1: they were bigger. I actually didn't feel like that when I was coming up because I was actually looked at as the big guy. Okay. It was a time when I was kind of in the amateur ranks, always seen as the big guy. In what the, year was that? I would say like from like maybe 1996 on up to maybe about 1998 in that era, you know, I was probably considered like a bigger guy in the in the field of bodybuilding,
0: when you're competing and you're on the stage and you're doing your thing, mm-hmm. do you like all those eyes on your body at, at that in that context?
1: No, that's the I, I still struggle with that, man. And matter really? of fact, my first contest, it was mad butterflies. I almost didn't go out on stage because I forgot. And, you know, I had all this picture in my head. You know, you see Arnold; he's so confident, he's cocky, he's having fun, playing you know jokes and everything. And I never <laughs> thought about. There's gonna be like probably a thousand people staring at you, and you're gonna be basically in your underwear. Right. I didn't think about that until I was backstage, until I was like maybe third or four uh, uh, guys in in front of me. And I started like having, I started having really, real fear about going on stage because this was the first time I'm not, I'm going in front of people I know, people who've never seen me like completely from head Mm -hmm. to toe. And, it's, it's my very first time, and I was always shy and reserved. So it was like, yeah. man, I didn't think about that. I'm like, dude, I'm like out here in my underwear. Right? Were you 15? Was that, <laughs> huh? was that when you were 15? 16. And, and you won that thing? Uh, the first one, yeah. Mm-hmm. And did mm-hmm. you always... do you, When you went pro... And I still didn't like the idea of doing it. When you got I, your pro
0: card, were you still self-conscious about showing your body like that?
1: Yeah, I was always nervous about going out. It wasn't so much... It, it was more about am I ready. I've always questioned was I ready because but you,
0: you know how you kind of like to cover up. Mm-hmm. Being self-conscious about people seeing your all your muscles, was that an issue when you're competing?
1: It was an issue when I was competing because I was challenging myself to be better. Mm. I was a guy who when I started competing I did everything on my own. I did my diet. I didn't know about coaches and gurus helping people.
0: Oh, did you get eventually have a coach?
1: yeah as a matter of fact that's how I won the Mr USA Hani Rambot was my coach he's like one of he's like the most popular like nutritionist out there right now but at that time he was just kind of making a name for himself by turning these amateurs pro by getting them in really good condition so at that time I was doing okay before I met him I was still like placing maybe top three I was getting his high as top three but you know I still wasn't getting to that level of conditioning that would t- get me over the hump. There was always one or two or three people there that was a little bit harder than me. Now, <laughs> what do they put on your body
0: when you compete? It's an oil?
1: It's an oil, and, and sometimes they, it's a sheen. And what's
0: it's, the sheen? Is it, it adds some sort of color or something? Or? W-
1: well, the sheen is just to give, like, gloss, oh, to, gloss. The, yeah, to the body under the lights so that, you know, you can really, you know... Does some
0: people's more. bodies, do they have a sort of... Tanner or something like that. They do. There? They have
1: spray tan backstage. They like it's like like being in a used car shop, man. People backstage being sprayed. <laughs> does anyone <laughs> you <know? Yeah. laughs> do, you, do you get sprayed? Have you got? what do you I get have, spray? but it's it's some some of the spray tans are just the worst, man. It makes you just look muddy and everything. And then some are really great. And they put oil on there too, or the sheen. Yeah, some some of the spray feel? tans don't need the oil though because they like already the, have it. In.
0: Do you like the feeling of that sheen stuff?
1: No, not really. I don't like the smell either, man. It's kind Did of it, kind of a. Oh like yeah, a, yeah. It got a scent to it that I. Is noticed. it hard to wash off? It can be some of them. Definitely, man. You know, you'll be scrubbing that stuff off for days, and then some of it dries into your skin, and it takes time to wear off because it actually tans your skin, just like a like if you went to a tanning uh, bed. Do you have to put it on your face too? It depends on how dark you are or how light you are mm-hmm. com- in comparison to your body. Does it
0: cause pimples or anything?
1: I've never known it to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there are some, you know, tanning where, you know, uh the, the fluid may be, you know, may give you an affection or something like that. Do you, know?
0: you look at a lot of people's bodies to just admire the their bodies?
1: Uh I would say some of the pros in the past. I would say I mostly admired all of the guys growing up, like uh I would say like Serge Nubray, Sergio Olivia, Schwarzenegger, um uh, some of some of the guys who are a little, slightly older than me, like Flex Wheeler, Dorian Yates, um, you know, those guys, Sean Ray, Lee Haney, uh, uh, even Frank Zane and all those guys. Do you look, look at
0: their at, bodies like they're works of art
1: in a way? Yeah. I you mean, think I,
0: of bodybuilding as
1: an art. I do, mm-hmm. I do. I see it as an as an art. It's subjective, and, and I look. Do you feel at, like you sculpt? You are sculpting your body. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. I kind of compare bodies to cars. It's like you, you know, you have Ferraris, Porsche, different that, and you know, they all look good in their own way, and they all have their own kind of aesthetic to them. I kind of look at it like that, like you know, and then there are these big trucks that you have that are you know <laughs> that are there too, and they're imposing and and whatnot as well, but. You know, I do look at some of the champions of the past and look at, because the ideal physique is to say that every champion has something that makes them what they are, great or good. And you think about all of those attributes for yourself. Like, you know, some have more than others. But when you're looking and you're admiring different physiques, you oftentimes are saying, what do I lack that this person has? You know what I mean? And you're thinking about Mm. how do I perfect my own physique in in that way?
0: When you look at a a female bodybuilder, do you find that body type attractive?
1: It depends on to what degree. They have different levels of it now. Like they have bikini, they have figure, they have women's physique, and they have bodybuilding now. Now, there were very few, very few, bodybuilder women that I saw had an attractive body um, back in the day. It's it's not the body type that I favor. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly because most of the female bodybuilders in the beginning wasn't using, you know, like the level of male hormones that they started using to enhance their bodies. So with that, you lose some of the femininity. So the earlier bodybuilders didn't, wasn't, didn't look, they looked feminine and they were muscular, but they looked muscular as a woman, you know? And that I'm fine with. But once it started to become more enhanced and you start masculinizing the Mm -hmm. physique and the facial structure and all that kind of stuff, no, I mean, that's not appealing to me. So do you like muscles on women in a feminine way? Uh, Yeah, I can, Mm -hmm. but that's that's not necessarily what I favor though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can, you know, be attracted to physiques of all types. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to women, it, you know, it just depends on what how I feel about it. It's personal. I don't personally seek out someone who is the, in the greatest shape or whatever. You know, uh, you know, and personally, I like f- for a woman to be on the softer side for mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Go ahead, Donnie. I know you probably wrote down some. Oh, stuff. I just,
2: I just, had, I, what? I was just curious, what like. What muscle do other people think is your best? Like, did you hear it over and over over the years?
1: Um, I would say chest and and really biceps. Mm. Those are the things like you get. Calm. But most chest is
0: in uh, pectoral muscles. Yeah, the pectoral yeah. muscles. Yeah. But
1: most people don't get to see my physique overall. You know, they only get to see those areas because most of the time when I'm in the gym, the most I might be wearing is a tank oh, top. Right, right. So you know they might see shoulders and arms and stuff like this, and of course the guys who maybe want to develop stuff they'll ask me questions more or less on those areas. You know,
0: when you're walking around, do people look at you because of your size, and do you not like that?
1: That happens all the time, and I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there used to be a time where I felt uncomfortable because some before I didn't understand it, I didn't understand what they might be looking at me for, like just beyond the size. Mm-hmm. Like, do are they looking at me and thinking my size is a good thing or a bad thing? Mm-hmm. Or are they angry at me because I'm big? You know, it's like mm. it, there's a whole lot of things that go through your head. Now I don't really pay attention to it. Pay attention to what they might be thinking because the attention is going to be there regardless if it's negative or positive. Do they, do they you, want
2: to touch it? Do they want
1: to touch you? There have been plenty of people that that <laughs> have been that way over the course of my life but it's mostly when i'm say like at a if i'm out on a beach or something you know if i'm just walking or whatever or through a mall or something like you might have a random person or a kid that might you know i get it you know yeah yeah it's those little things but
0: do you like hanging out with other
1: bodybuilders absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) no i don't have really nothing in common with other bodybuilders man. the kind kind of people i'm hanging out with i'm telling you they're the geeks. They're the ones that hang out, hang out at gamers, GameStop, yeah. bro. Uh-huh. You know, the, those are the people that I have more in common right. with. And what are
0: bodybuilders typically in, interested in usually?
1: Um, for, for fun, you know. Or I, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, I think a lot of them like going out. Uh, you know, I mean, they they like the typical things like going to the movies, you know, stuff like that or whatever. Um, you know, but like what what guys liked when they were in high school, they pretty much still like the same things, yeah. unless they have a family but for me I was I was just that guy who even now I walk into GameStop people are looking at me like, All right, you know? <laughs> and I'm and I picking out these games and might be thinking I'm getting it for a child or something. I'm like, "No, I want the, you know, Pokémon, uh, you know, Red right there. <laughs> that's for me. For my 3DS, man, when I'm on the road, you know? So, but I I that's the thing, you know, but then those same guys at GameStop after they get to know me, they're like, "Oh, okay. He actually knows what's up." Right. You know, I'm like, dude. I'm just like you. This this shell right here, you see, man. That's you know that just happened. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm you know, I, it's a long story, but it, it just happened. wasn't something that I sought out. It was like, okay, dude, you're the youngest. You need to work out. But prior to that, I was gaming. Like I said, was playing, you know, a uh, uh, video games, and I was just having fun, man. Have you traveled all over the world doing this kind of stuff? Yeah, I've traveled a lot, man. I've been to you know Dubai. I've been to Australia. Do you feel
0: like I've been, what wh- which country in the world has the best bodies?
1: Has the best bodies? Mm, yeah. That's a good one. I would say in general. The, I would say the United States have the has the best of both. They have the best and the worst. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, we have the, the extremes on both sides, you right, know. Right. Um, but obviously they're probably more, say, fit societies overall. But I but I couldn't say I couldn't judge or say which ones in particular. You know, I hear uh, people like like in Brazil. I hear is pretty fit. Like they're like mm. most of the people there are like not out of shape or anything like and that. And you don't compete anymore? Not necessarily. No, I'm, I haven't. I haven't like retired officially. Oh, really? Okay. It's something I can contemplate still doing because now they got a new category. They got classic physique, and classic physique now is based on. The era of the seventies, yeah, and the early eighties, where guys were uh, uh, known to have more streamlined physiques, smaller waistlines, you know, legs not so huge, and that would be the perfect category for me because growing up, I fit that mold more than I did the standard bodybuilding. You're considered to not have b- big legs. No, I was, I'm considered to have actually probably average legs but I would be considered now, my legs right now would be considered too small. I'll be t- I'm too small overall to compete in bodybuilding now. Uh huh. Like just overall, like in order for me to be competitive, because remember when I turned pro I was 255 pounds and I was leaner than I am now. I'm 240 right now, okay? So the thing is, is that I wasn't big enough then. So in order for me to be competitive in bodybuilding, I would have to be on stage at like two hundred and seventy-five pounds mm. to be competitive against the elite bodybuilders of the Olympia.
2: Do they? F- oh, sorry. Do mm. they favor the bigger guys? I mean, because you said at, at pro, it's like anything anything goes, right? Mm-hmm. The heavyweight or mm-hmm. the uh, pro level. So like yeah. when you won
1: the Mister USA, what, what is there people that are one hundred eighty pounds? Yeah, there were guys who won in light heavy that won the overall. Most of the guys that are going to how can i say do well as bodybuilders they're going to fit in that range depending on their height from maybe 215 pounds to 250 pounds and that depends on their height remember i'm tall so you can't be 250 and six one competing against a guy 250 that's five six you You know what i mean it's like he's gonna look like he's 30 pounds everything so the thing is you know with classic physique I have to actually drop a few pounds in order to make weight. Because classic physique is the standard that 6'1", I think the cutoff weight is 235. Right. So that would be ideal for someone like me who don't wanna try and gain 30 pounds of muscle. Hey, it's easier for me to drop five or 10 pounds than to try to put on 30 pounds of muscle, especially at my age. So it's like, that would be a more idealistic for, for my a body type. When you are
0: working out at the gym, uh, are you listening to music with headphones or what? Do you yeah, listen?
1: that's that's what I do all the time now. As what are you fact, listening to usually? Um, do you
0: listen to stuff that pumps you up or something else?
1: <laughs> it's funny, man. I might be listening to Three Degrees. <laughs> I might be listening to... Um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of, like, the 80s music. Oh, really? Yeah. Does 80s yeah. music pump you up? It doesn't really pump me up. It just put me in a good mood. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know... Which I mean, 80s music? oh man it's i have to look on my phone to really think of the names i mean Um, what
0: what what, yeah just pop music from the 80s yeah
1: man it could be it could be phil
0: collins or something like that it
1: it could be that (laughs) it could be uh uh blondie it could be Mm -hmm. anything man it's like and then of course i listen to rap but i like old school rap Mm -hmm. you know um i like old school hip-hop so i'll listen to that but it's mostly the 70s through the 90s is what i'm listening to and i don't I don't really. I'm not really into modern music. There might be a few songs here and there I might like, but m- most of the stuff that I'm listening to when I work out is usually through the '70s and in the, the '90s. Have you? Can you
2: play video games while you're working out? Like work out your legs? Like do this? Do the leg extension while playing
0: video games? Or like a?
1: No, i didn't throw off your concentration too right. much. Because
0: uh, <clears throat> the one thing about you can't passively do something with your body while. Well, you can't passively work out. I guess right. like you could just mm. cardio maybe is the only thing. Yeah,
1: I mean, and, and it just depends because you can't literally work out in, in the in the, in the the functional sense of trying to build. You could probably do a casual warm-up and be mm-hmm. distracted with something, you know. But, you know, to actually work out intense, no, it's impossible to kind of really do both.
0: When you go to the gym now, how long do you go at a time?
1: Um, most of the time I spend is on cardio. So I might do an hour of cardio and like oh. 45 minutes to an hour of weights.
0: Oh, so you're doing two hours at the gym usually? Yeah, but
1: if I didn't do the cardio, it would just be an hour. It never gets boring to you. Oh, it gets very redundant, repetitive, boring. It's, it, and it
0: always has been since you were a teenager?
1: Yeah, you try to find ways to mix it up. Not so much as a teenager because you're so caught up in the moment of improving, and you're seeing improvements all the time.
0: But now it does kind of get boring? Yeah, because now it's— And do you, to make it not boring, do you just— Listen to the music helps exactly. make it not boring,
1: and then, and I am mostly looking at YouTube and stuff when I am doing cardio. And oh,
0: so you can you can watch stuff?
1: Yeah, when I am doing cardio, yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. most of my cardio is just walking on a treadmill. Do like, you try not to watch stuff that's too comedic because you don't want to laugh too much? Or? Well, that
2: may be good for the stuff. I don't
1: purposely uh, dismiss the comedic stuff. I mean, I, I watch whatever, man. I mean, most of the stuff that that I um, that I might be watching while I am walking on a treadmill. It ranges from like uh, stuff like movie critics, like different movies, um, talk on maybe, might be bodybuilding, might be some gaming stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you watch well, a lot of
0: gaming videos now?
1: Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to see what's coming out and everything. Is your wife, she doesn't do anything like this, right? She actually has, she actually was exercising before me. She just, she, I didn't know this, but she had been working out for a long time, but she used to do a little modeling. She did. Mm-hmm. You know, How'd you meet? We met at the gym. Oh, I met oh, her. Right. I met her also. No, but you know, my first girlfriend, oh, I met oh, that the was the gym. Yeah. Yeah. I just happened to meet um, uh, my wife at the gym also. She was training at Bally's over in El Segundo. And so I met her there and, um, and did you say hi to her there. You go up to her? same thing, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, we both kind of smiled at each other, and, uh, you know, it was one of those things.
0: When you were single, did you date a lot? No.
1: No? Mm -mm. I kind of just waited until I felt like there was a a need to uh, go beyond being single. Like, you know, the, the thing is, is that I felt, always felt for myself that, if I don't have really anything to offer, then what am I doing? You know, I don't, I did, I, it was a challenge to myself to get myself together before really thinking about dating and things like that. So, you know, um, that's just my attitude. It's like, well, until you're ready to start a family or get beyond where you are, then it doesn't make sense because if I ain't got nothing to offer a woman, you know, but then what's the point? Did you ever want to have kids? Oh yeah, definitely. Is that something that you would maybe want to do still? Absolutely. You know, unfortunately, my wife is beyond her years. You could adopt perhaps or something like yeah. that, or well, we do we do have two. She has two. I mean, oh, not, she does. Oh yeah, okay. um, they're two. They're twins, um, boy and girl. They? I actually, turned twenty five this oh, at the okay. end of this month, but they have autism. Uh-huh. They both have
0: autism. I see. Yeah. With kids, do you want to have them lifting weights and stuff? Or?
1: It wouldn't be something I would be against. Mm-hmm. It, it would depend on, like, I think any type think of... I think you would tell them, you know, you're going to be the smallest in the, in the <laughs> <laughs> Would I drop that bomb yeah, on them? Nah, I'm just kidding. I, yeah, well, it depends, man. If it motivates them the right way, maybe. But I would say this. I think anything that, that is, revolves around health and fitness is a good thing. And I often tell, you know, uh, kids or young adults that come to me, I said, listen, you know, you really got to take advantage of the situation yourself. Your parents might not know the best way to feed you. So you have to start learning these things for yourself. And I would tell people oftentimes, I said, listen, we grow up and these kind of foods are marketed to us. Cold cereals, you know, Cocoa Puffs, Fruity Pebbles, things like that. I said, but that's sugary foods. So sugar spikes your insulin and then you crave it. And you eat it in the morning, you're going to crave it all day. So I'm telling them like, look, you know, you want to eat the more the way nature intended, you know, and, you know, you eat oatmeal, do things like that, you know, and use those kind of foods as a treat. Don't use them as the standard, you know, if you have to have it. So <clears throat> when it comes to kids, I just want them to have, you know, more of an education on the right way to eat.
2: Did you ever uh, eat something, like you're training for a competition the week of or something, and you kind of slipped up on your diet and you ate something bad like you know Hell some yeah. dessert? <laughs> and then did you just did you just like go freak out? You're like, oh, oh yeah yeah, okay. and, and then, then you go, go on, back you do twenty to the gym. hours of cardio. <laughs> oh really? You try to make up
1: for it? Oh, yeah man, I mean, there's been times where I've eaten a pizza on my diet and just just binged and you died. just lost. Wait, it. Yeah, how do you lose like,
0: control like that? That sounds good though.
1: Because. You know, to tell you the truth, man, when you're on a diet and you're eating bland food that tastes like styrofoam for like a couple of months, trust me, bro. I mean, anything will taste so much better. Your your taste buds, your senses, everything's enhanced. So everything tastes so much more, uh, uh, you know, it's volumized. I mean, it's, it's, it's more extreme when you do have something that has sugar or fat in it. So you can smell a donut shop 10 miles away, bro. Seriously, I mean, I I oh, used to walk focused. down the cereal aisle and could smell the cereal in oh, the boxes. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was just that extreme. So, yeah, um You think you that's mean,
2: an advantage in some ways like just as a person, like you're, you're just like, <laughs> you're so dialed <laughs> you're in. You're like man. an animal
0: at that point. yeah, animal you're just like instinct. you could smell stuff, right? Yeah. Now, it, but uh, wait, so is, when that true, happens, man. that happens, it can easily trigger a craving. A craving and then there and then that could lead to just you just, just all out Is, mayhem did you ever look at something a piece something and you thought i gotta have it and you just you were able to fight the. yeah the yeah
1: yeah. I, yeah i've i've fought in the urge most of the time i would say 95 percent of the time i've won
0: what do you think allowed for you to let go and just indulge
1: you mean how, how did when, you, when did i get weak and yeah like, and, yeah why how, how, did, power, how
0: did how did that happen
1: Sometimes your body, is it just wants help, it's in survival mode during that time. Mm -hmm. Remember, the body doesn't want to go without fat because it needs fat for hair, skin, and nails. Your body needs it, your body needs the nutrients from fat. So you're really in survival mode. You're forcing yourself to go without foods that there's an abundance of. And it's all around you and everyone else is eating it. And so now not only are you tired, Extremely tired, but those are the foods that's going to give you energy. And you got to go every day and exert more energy without those foods. And that's how extreme bodybuilding is, man. So what did you say in your head when you allowed yourself to eat the pizza? Did
0: you say, fine, I'll just do it? What did you say to yourself? Anyway? And I was just
1: like, man, this shit ain't worth it. I'm, you know, <laughs> <It> <laughs> this was whole like, bodybuilding
0: thing isn't worth it. I'm gonna, just... yeah, 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 like the
1: hell with this. I could get away with at least this, right. you know what I uh-huh, mean? It's uh-huh. one of those things. And you then have to at, convince as, yourself, of and then after
0: it. you do it, you just thought, oh, you should... feel guilty as hell. Uh-huh. You
1: feel like you, know, you, you just cuss yourself out. You, you call yourself all kind of bees. Yeah, <laughs> you have you ever? Yeah, have you
2: ever cried afterwards? Because you like just went so like. Well, well, first of all, have you ever just? Lost such control that you just binged like on a like a whole large pizza or something crazy.
1: Yeah, in the early stages I did because I wasn't used to dieting that heart. so it was more or less that that happened more so in my teens and maybe a little bit in my early twenties. Did you cry? I never cried though. You Have know, you ever just,
0: cried because of bodybuilding? Some in some. Way. I cried Even after
1: you, I won the USA. Uh huh. Is that I mean, the biggest
2: was, in the world? Is that the biggest? Uh, that's
0: competition? the biggest
1: amateur show because that's when you cross from. Amateurs to being a pro, wow. right? And that's when you think your your whole life is going to change because everything that you read, you read about endorsements, all these kind of things coming to you. It's just like a guy being drafted into the NBA for for a bodybuilder. That's yeah. what that is. It's huge. Did so, you,
0: did you get endorsements or anything after that?
1: Nah, man. The endorsements was really, you know, I was told by Hani Rambot at that particular time because it was 2006 that we were having that an economy issue mm-hmm. and that that was going on and that people wasn't was was afraid to sign and they were being really hard on money and stuff like that so you know that was the at least the reason I was told but eventually I just figured out that it took me so long to become a pro and I struggled because I was doing everything on my own I wasn't really you know trying to you know get people to help me that people thought that, okay, well that's just the best he can do, and he struggled to get there, and let's see what he can do as a pro. And I'm thinking, well I'm a pro, I have no money, the competition's 10 times harder now, you expect me to do better now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hey man, it's I, I should've stayed an amateur. So that happened, and once that did, then I that's when I got turned off and I just said, maybe I should put my energy into something else like that's a little more lucrative than this. And that's when I started getting involved in commercial work and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Did you um,
0: uh, did did you ever uh, lift too much weight, mm-hmm.
1: and it ripped something? Yeah, I've had shoulder injuries. I've had. <clears throat> I've, Do you feel I've actually, the rip? I felt the rip in my pec when I first tore you my. You heard pec. it? Did you scream? Oh, it was. I didn't scream, but man, let me tell you something. I was doing. I was. I had four hundred and five. A four hundred five. I was repping it on the flat bench. I got to the ninth rep, and I just. Felt something like tear, like a like like oh a piece of paper God. just like tear. You've, but you heard but, it sound like that too. Uh, it it oh. sounded like that. It sounded wow. like you could feel it. Like you could feel the sound in there and yeah. everything because it's connected to you. Oh so uh, the bar dropped down on my chest, and I looked around for someone to help me get it off. There no, was no one was one. spotting you. Uh, there was no one spot because I uh, that was something I just did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that wasn't even really considered heavy for me. And I'm doing this while I'm dieting, so I had to push the weight off of me on this. Torn now muscle, and then I just you know it stiffened up, and then I just walked out. The next day, it was purple all throughout my bicep, all throughout my whole chest, and then my chest swelled up like a pillow. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was literally like double the size, like just just out there. And and I was getting ready for the Colorado Classic in two thousand seven. I had just turned pro. It was my like my, my second show I was competing as a pro, and that happened. But I've I've thrown my back out. I actually partially. Uh, tore a hamstring and I was getting ready for the USA, even though I ended up winning it, uh, I was doing heavy little one leg leg presses. And the back of my leg just popped. How does it tear? Why? Because the tendons in the joint is very brittle at a time when your body fat is extremely low. And you put too much stress on the muscle and the tendon, it can snap, you know? And it's really, that's really real danger is. That's the reason why Bodybuilders don't train heavy when they're leaner. They're not supposed to. That's why when you see them like, oh man, he's just lifting ass. Like, you get your body fat down to two percent, don't have no fat around your joints and tendons, and see how you feel. You can literally f- feel how vulnerable you are picking up stuff. You know, even the soles mm. of your feet, the bottom of your feet hurts. It hurts to sit down because you have no cushion back. Here. What
2: do you What are you doing to drain all this? Wait, do you dehydrate yourself the week of a competition?
1: they dehydrate themselves usually the day before the day before we have to go like generally take water out and that makes it 10 times worse because now you're lean you don't drink water well we 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 cut water back significantly and we basically go uh, almost a day or or two days depending on how long the show is without really drinking water just to look more shredded just to be drier yeah is okay. that the best? Comment? We can eat as much as we want because the idea is to get the muscle as full as is possible. Is that
0: really hard to go that long without water? Do you just get really
1: thirsty? You're extremely thirsty because then you're on stage posing, you're backstage pumping up, you're thinking about water all the time. Your brain needs water to wow. operate. Do you, you know
0: are, when you're taking a shower, are you kind of so tempted to just start? Sl- oh hell yeah! Slurping? You're brushing
1: your teeth, anything? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Of course. I mean, it's
0: it's it's so,
1: so water. The
0: lack of water makes your muscles pop out more.
1: It makes the skin drier, yeah. so then it makes the the muscle much more crisp and dense looking. Yeah. Mm. So you get so thirsty, huh? Oh yeah, that's why those guys be passing out backstage. They'll be so dehydrated and tired from posing and flexing and all this. And after that long road of going without certain foods to give you energy for a long time, so not only at your weakest. Now, here comes the hard part. You take water out.
0: After you're done with the competition, do you just drink a gallon That's of water? That's all I want to do, bro. I do mean, you I just, just go straight to the water. Just go straight to the water. Do they have water waiting for you?
1: They have water backstage. They right? say,
0: this is for you when
1: you're done. Yeah. or and then you, you, can you can just drink go it. in,
0: and what do you do? You just start yeah. chugging? Is, or is it what? the I mean, best thing? Just guzzling, man. You I'll just go to 7
1: Eleven, get a big of icy, and all that stuff, and just go crazy. Do you love water? does this make you love water? Oh hell yeah. I mean, it makes you it makes you appreciate really it. Really appreciate water. Yeah, 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 of course, uh-huh. man. You go without water for a couple of days and you will definitely appreciate it. Do bodybuilders drink alcohol? They do. Yeah. Is that really definitely. bad though for them? Um, not necessarily. I mean, they could casually drink alcohol. I mean, it's no it's no worse than anyone else drinking alcohol. It's just that we tend not to do it as frequent because we understand the effects of alcohol. I mean, just like we would understand the effects of drinking soda. How do you not drink water when you're showering with it? Well, you know, if it does get in your mouth, you just spit it out.
0: Really? (laughs) And does it pain you to spit it out?
1: It probably would. Yeah, hell yeah, (laughs) man. I mean, especially if the water is kind of (laughs) cold. But here's the thing. The thing is, man, is that at that particular time, you're so focused on the, the show that you know no one else is doing it. So the last thing you're thinking about doing is saying, well, water, really, right now, right. you know what I mean? Like, I'm about to get on stage. So it becomes a thing where it just happens. I remember there was a time, and I was getting ready for the USA, where I ate an orange, bro. This was like the day before. I ate one, I got a bag of oranges, but it was just to kind of say, okay, in an emergency, I'll be able to um, eat this, and it'll you know, calm me down or whatever. And got a bag of oranges, ate one, and couldn't stop, ate the whole bag. Uh-oh. Ruined, it, You ruined, just took over. Yeah, ruined my condition. This was in 2001, the 2001 it, USA. And it ruined it? Ruined my condition. Oh, and you Made did? Made me hold water. No kidding. Yeah. Really? The first year I did it was 2000, wow. I got ninth place, okay? This, that was actually good for my first time doing the USA with no help. I got ninth place. The guy who got eighth, his name was Quincy Taylor. He ended up winning that show the next year. That year, he won. I didn't make the top 15 because I ate the oranges. Then wow. the very next year in 2002, I got fourth. I made the top five. Do you no still have oranges. nightmares about that? The huh? orange situation? Did you, do you still think <laughs>
2: back about that? Does that haunt you?
1: A friend of mine, he teases me about that, man. He always say, man, those oranges, because he was there with me when I did that. He was like, man, why did you do that? What was you thinking? I was like, dude, I was just, I was out of it. Does any, do you ever tell someone like, stop me if I start going? Hell yeah I, th- I said that right after that happened you know and you know I mean but that's the thing man I you you have those moments but you know you're in Vegas it's hot as hell you're dehydrated and you can't drink I mean you really are craving something to drink in Vegas because it's so hot but that's what happened in Dude, 2002. Those oranges just taste so man, they nice Man they were they were beautiful man Yeah beautiful <laughs> oranges. yeah that's so good <laughs> But I never did it again that was the last time I had a A a breakdown like that
0: Do you ever get rageful When you can't When you have to restrict yourself like that When you can't drink Do you start getting irritable
1: Uh, Yeah But you have low energy bro You can't really Oh Oh, okay You know what, what What we mostly do Is lay in a cool room And we don't move For how long For as long as we can. Until we're called to go to a meeting or if it's time to eat or something like that. We don't want to do anything but lay down with our feet up in a cold room. But this goes on for a day or two? Like a day or two, yeah.
0: And and, and, does muscles keep
1: you warm? They do. They do. They can keep you more warm, yeah.
0: So do you feel like you don't get cold easily?
1: I don't get, yeah, nearly as cold as easy as maybe the average person. Mm -hmm. And people that are even like next to me, they say, man, you know, your body's real warm or whatever because the muscles generate heat.
0: Do you feel yeah. like you're a superhuman?
1: I don't feel superhuman, especially now, mm-hmm. you know? There was a time where I felt like maybe a demigod. <laughs> <laughs>
2: did you ever get like, kind of, like for one moment, did you lose yourself to the like co- cockiness or arrogance? Like, did yeah. it change you ever when you did yeah. feel like, Yeah. Did, and you caught yourself and checked? Because you, you seem like you check yourself. All
1: yeah, the time. yeah, when I was younger, I would say maybe probably around 18 or 19, You know, I was kind of feeling myself at that particular time. (laughs) Did it turn you on that you felt powerful? You mean during the age of 18 and 19? Yeah. It it really wasn't so much of a power thing. It was more like, okay, I'm improving. I got this. I'm building muscle. Everyone's talking crap. Like, you ain't going to be able to get big and I'm proving them wrong kind of thing. Did it kind of get you off sexually in a way? I don't I can't really <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. I don't, I would I wouldn't say that, but I will say that my health I would say certainly gave me an improved boost of of energy for the opposite sex for sure. Oh really? You know? Oh most definitely, man. Because the better you eat, the the more healthy the body functions, the more everything is it's just better. It's more enhanced. Everything works and functions better. Uh-huh. And, mm-hmm. I've, and I know the difference because when I've fallen off and not eaten right and everything like that, I feel lethargic. I feel down. You know, things are different. Mm-hmm. You know, so there are times when, yeah, you feel so much better and so like uh, 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 confident within yourself. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. when you were 19 and you
2: were like you feeling know? yourself, mm-hmm. did you think I'm going to be the best in the world? I'm going to be I'm going to be better than Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: Nah, man. I, it really Is was. Is Schwarzenegger
0: a, the pinnacle?
1: He's the, I would say, the most popular and iconic bodybuilder, but he doesn't hold a record for most Olympias. Mm-hmm. He used to. He had the record for seven. And then Lee Haney uh, came in 1984, from 1984 to 1991. He won eight. And then uh, uh, Bronnie Coleman tied. Have eight. you ever met Schwarzenegger? I haven't met him yet. Would you like to? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I I talk to his son all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, Joseph Benya. He comes down to uh Shorebar where I work sometimes. He's What's from, he how big is he? He's pretty big. He's um he he, he really reminds me of his father. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he really looks like him, man. He's like he's kinda like a younger version mm-hmm. of, of Schwarzenegger, but he's really cool. Real cool kid. What do kind you, of
2: car do you think you are? Did you say that bodies are like cars? What kind of, Or what kind of car do you think you, or would you want to be?
0: And what kind of car is Schwarzenegger? And also?
2: what kind of car am I?
0: And me too.
1: Okay. I don't really know a lot of different models. But, um, you know, I would consider myself a Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> no, 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 no. A Lamborghini. Why? Huh? Why? Because... That's my favorite car. <laughs> nice. No, seriously, it is my favorite That's car. Cool. I love but, Lamborghini. But does okay. it
0: match your like does it match your body?
1: Does it I can say that uh, I could say that yeah, I feel like I fit at least well, in mm-hmm. that if, category. If you're a
0: Lamborghini,
1: mm-hmm. what's Schwarzenegger? I would say he's in that model too, more of a Porsche though.
0: <laughs> okay. What's Donnie?
1: I don't know. I can't see his physique.
0: He actually is pretty much, he's like you. He's kind of muscular. Oh, Take off I'm your shirt. Like really. You? Are you kidding me? No, he, no, no. Like you in that. He's, he kind of covers up, but he actually has a pretty good body. I've mm-hmm. seen him with his shirt off. It's pretty big. Thanks. Okay,
1: well. Um, Thanks, man. You know, let's see. That's what I'm trying to say, man. Um, I don't know a whole lot of models, but I'm going to give you uh, um, BMW. Ooh. Ooh wow. Color. What color? How about me, though? Toyota Camry, 1986. Well, you know, I'm driving a Toyota 2002, so I'll give you 2002. <laughs>
2: oh!
1: <laughs> no, seriously, um, man, you know, here's the thing, though, dude. I, um, I always shied away from anything when it came to comparisons. I didn't like the idea of the whole physical comparison of mm-hmm. anybody because, man, you know, I just don't like it, dude. I don't like to take myself seriously. Yeah. I I love the competition of bodybuilding. I love what I do, but I enjoy also the competitions of other things. And I just man, you know, I'm 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 you know, I'm I'm much more a champion of humanity than to really think about myself and putting other people down and comparisons do, and
0: stuff. Do you ever think of your muscles as something separate than yourself? Absolutely. You do? Yeah. So you know how people refer to say their car for example yeah. as a sometimes they an extension assign, of them No, not an extension, they call it a they call it a her, you know, they say oh, oh she's, yeah, yeah, she's running pretty well or mm-hmm. whatever. Do you ever <laughs> refer to your muscles as a her or a she? Do you say oh yeah, she's or your you know, oh yeah, my girls are or whatever you want to say or are or, or do you call them the boys too or whatever? No, are, I, are your muscles yeah, do you, you call them girls or boys or something like that? I, I, do you refer to your body as a she? <laughs> oh yeah, she's looking pretty good today
1: i've never nicknamed any you know my body like that man uh-huh. i used to play around like with my biceps and stuff and, oh really and, you know and talk to them And you all did that. No, just as a joke yeah 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 you know yeah. what i'm saying because that's what you're expected to do huh did they have names they never or? had names it's just you know just just playing around with the whole gun issue and stuff like that
0: but oh you call them the guns
1: yeah yeah i actually did an article in muscular development it was called guns in the hood they did an article on me anyway oh yeah because you know of my background where i came from and then they were just talking about me growing up as a bodybuilder and things like that but you grew up
0: in south central
1: mm -hmm, pretty much i mean i i spent time and pretty much i mean my younger years spent in hollywood yeah like i was raised in hollywood too so it's like i like kind of moved around Mm -hmm. a lot you know
2: what's the best compliment you ever had about your body that you were just like god that you know that was the best best thing I've ever heard. That's that perfect.
1: Someone saying that you know you're like the perfect specimen. Okay, that so, kind of someone thing. said that. Yeah, someone said that actually recently. You
0: I, are the s- perfect specimen of a man's
1: body. Pretty much in that in yeah. that way, but man, you know the thing is, I love compliments, but at the same time, they never really get to me like that, dude. It's more like I like the compliments, but you know I don't really like to dwell on it. Did your
0: middle brother ever compliment you?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's we, we I think we've complimented us uh uh, uh uh we compliment each other more now that we're older. Yeah. than we ever did when we were younger. Is
0: there some sort of validation there because he's the one who kind of started it oh, all? Oh yeah, of
1: course. I mean, I I really do look up to, you know, I look up to him because He's uh, He's been an inspiration for me, whether it was directly or indirectly, you know. And, you know, I actually appreciate what he did because eventually, I don't know how soon I would have started had he not said those things. So.
0: Yeah, do you think that if he didn't say that stuff, you would have got into bodybuilding anyway?
1: I would have eventually, yeah. but I don't think I would have started at 10. Mm-hmm. I think it would have probably came around more like, like around 14, 15 maybe. I think I would have probably started thinking about those things. You said like, you were kind of chubby at one point? Yeah. I went through a chubby stage between 12 and 13 Yeah, because I was just eating. I was eating and, you know, even though I was lifting weights, it was like bulk. So people saw me, but I had a chubby face, Mm -hmm. but I was still like getting bigger. So it was like, it was like Donkey Kong Jr., bro. (laughs) You know, I was at this baby muscle everywhere. So it was was just kind of, it was
2: kind of like that, man. You know what I mean? You ever look at an animal, like a, is there an animal that you look at and you're like, God dang, that thing has got some good muscles.
0: Yeah, yeah, is there
2: any any in, in particular? No, no,
0: you don't have to. What I animal mean, are you, and what is Schwarzenegger, and what is Donnie? What's my, no, I'm my just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, b- buffaloes are muscular, horses are muscular. Do you
0: admire animals' bodies the yeah. way you admire people's bodies?
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you I just re- admire the very aesthetics of of creatures, man. Like mm-hmm. you know, it don't matter if they're you know like a giraffe or whatever, bro. It's just the beauty and the the way it's built and how nature, you know. Provided it its look and because, distinction because of your focus on bodies, mm-hmm. do you feel
0: like you have an appreciation not just for muscular bodies but just in general? Do you find the human figure, or well, not just human figure, but do you feel, find the figure in everything, even non living things? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have a a more of a heightened awareness
1: of the like physical shape
0: of things of everything? Yeah. You,
1: know? you know what, I if if I do, it's not something that I really think about that. You know, like, like a, there's some sort of gift of seeing things or whatever. Um, honestly, to tell you the truth, you know, I think that the 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 male body is the ugliest thing ever. You know, when I see it, especially like if I'm in a locker room, something like, man, I want to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to see anybody. You know, yeah. so now, you know, only to only time I'm really focused on the male is when I'm looking at myself and I'm thinking about is do I need to be leaner for this commercial shoot? Do I want to be more conditioned? Do I want to be bigger? You know, that's the only time I'm even thinking about like what I look like in the mirror, you know? Um, But no, I I don't, to tell you the truth, photos of the bodybuilders of the past when they're in their prime condition was something that motivated me to seek more of perfection in myself. But I didn't look at them just to be looking at them to admire their physiques. I had a purpose, you know? And some stuck stuck with me more than others because I felt I had more in common with some than others. Like Schwarzenegger, Flex Wheeler, these guys, they, they were more, I were more had more in common with them. So, th- you know, but outside of that, man, I mean, like I said, I think the the the, the, the male body's ugly. It turns, it's like, ah, do
2: I'm gonna see it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> real quick rapid fire like just a mm. couple yeah just have rapid you ever fire. been asked to do a private show at like someone's house to to perform like flex and all that yeah i've, I've been asked that and you, you got really yeah you get paid
1: for it and all that i didn't do it no. oh you didn't do oh it. No. but what you do they want no to that yeah i would just say no I'll just because i don't want to actually ever you know make money for private shows and stuff like that
2: hmm. what do they you would just go to somebody somebody
1: some party and just and just flex and they would, it, it could be that, or it could just be that they want some one-on-one type of thing. You know, I what see, I, mean? I see. Like, I see, you see know. You've been offered that one-on-one time? Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, by who? Just by people that are like at these shows and stuff like that. Wait you a know? second, who? Sometimes who? they come and they introduced? What do they themselves. look like? Are they male, female? No, they were male, and sometimes oh, male. they would come and introduce themselves as like either photographers or just people who are fans of the sport. And then when they get to know you, then they want to offer you money for other things you know that really like, yeah it, what do they offer you might just be five hundred dollars they might want to put oil on you or something like that oh okay interesting yeah, or pose and do all these kind of things they're all kind of videos What's the like highest
0: them? offer you ever got
1: um i would never really been offered that that often but yeah it was like maybe a thousand dollars for that to do what oil your just body just like to come and do a private show of posing and stuff huh just one-on-one
0: mm-hmm. interesting
1: huh but that happens you, uh, all the time. Do you know anybody who does
0: accept those offers?
1: Uh, I know that there are videos on, you know, porn videos. Oh, yeah. Where oh. people have done that, and they've been exposed to the industry, and they've talked about how that um, this has hurt their career, or they can't. Do they, you know.
0: do they have to be naked in those kind of sh- little shows? I don't know
1: if they were necessarily naked, but they were doing things that was just kind of more X-rated, you know? Um, and so... And that's why you got to be careful because if something like that does happen and it gets out, you know, it can hurt you in other areas. Do you just say, hey, no
0: thanks? Do you just, what do you Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't, you know, it's not like I'm trying to, you know, like, you know, intimidate them and make them feel like, you know, I'm angry about the suggestion of it. But, yeah, man, I mean, because, like I said, again, my attitude was, man, I'm a gamer. Mostly I was gaming before I was bodybuilding. So I'm like, dude, that's me all the way there. So it's like that kind of talk is foreign. It's like, if I'm not doing a show. If I'm not doing a commercial, I'm going home and play my games. Right. And that's it, man. It's like all this other stuff. Like y'all can have that. I'm out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know? How does your body respond in the pool? To pool? Like when you're in the
2: water. Do you do you like sink or do you? F-
1: I used to be a pretty good swimmer, man. Um, I
2: just but, mean like the mu- like a big, mu- like a muscular, dense muscle. Like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is well, it
1: buoyant? I would say this it's a, uh, for me it's harder to float. Okay. Because the muscle is weighty. Mm-hmm. It's like having weights on you. Yeah. yeah. It's dragging you down. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's Okay. I was. Does it make it harder to swim then? I wouldn't say it makes it harder to swim, but it doesn't definitely makes it harder to float because you got to constantly use your muscle to keep you leveled. You know, there's no sponginess to it. It's just like it's like pounds just dragging you. You know what I mean? How do you learn how to
2: pose like for these, you know, the body, all the posing? Do you just do
1: it yourself? Uh, well, you study posing videos is what I've done. Oh, yeah. And I've watched a lot of routines on, on videos from bodybuilding. And the way I do it is I always close my eyes. And if I have a full size mirror and I strike the pose and when I open my eyes and if the pose is correct in alignment, then I know I'm doing it right. Now try to do that until it becomes instinctive. Do you ever invent like a a new pose, or does you try to you try to become creative with transitions? Okay. Like, uh, if I was to actually do a routine now, it would probably be some of my best ever because I haven't put on a show like I could, and I, and I've and I've hesitated to do it because I said if I do it, I want to be in front of the biggest stage, either the Olympia or the Arnold Classic, and I said until I make it there to where it could really be appreciated and get seen, I'm not going to do any of those exciting type of routines.
0: What's your favorite pose?
1: I think one of the best poses for me is the double bicep. How does that go? It's basically like the the pose you see with Arnold.
0: Oh. mm -hmm. Both
1: arms up, flexed. Now, and
0: then, but do you turn Mm -hmm. your... Fists outwards like this or or inwards, How no, they're
1: mostly inward, but they're uh-huh. in because it contracts the bicep and it it yeah. helps the bicep oh. flex and peak, but sometimes people do it like that, right yeah, well, out, with it, out. It, that's Bowser though man, from the group um you know uh <laughs> from uh, uh uh i I forget the name of the group, um, but you know rock and roll days he used to do that, you know, mm. that thing with his arm, but um uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you, but, but when most, you, okay, good. go ahead. When you so when you flex those biceps, do mm-hmm. you also flex the every part of the mo- like yeah. the, your abs the, the too. The legs have to
1: be flexed. The abs, is, you're either doing a vacuum. What so do, you you like know, huh? why do you like this the because most, huh? What do you
0: like this the most? because
1: it displays the entire symmetry of the body. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's, that's why you know usually it's like the most uh, mm-hmm. iconic pose that there is. If he ask a kid show me a muscle, he'll do just like that. Because that's just like a, almost an instinctive What are you doing thing. with your face? What do you mean? W-
0: say when you're posing, do you smile or what?
1: You try to. You try to smile. Do you have to
0: smile really big and show your teeth or you not try to show your teeth or it what?
1: It used to be something like that before but now it's really it's not the norm to just smile. Per- before they used to say if you don't smile you like you have an attitude. So then people will smile or they'll over-exaggerate the smile. But now, it's not so much. You're not really being judged the same way. The standard has changed a little bit over time.
0: What do you like to do with your face when you're posing?
1: I'm either, if I'm concentrating, I'm probably not focused on smiling. Mm-hmm. So I probably, my face is probably look blank, normal. But most of the time, I'm smiling, you know? And um, if, you, if you've learned how to pose and if your posing is easy for you, then those extras added things that you can do, that all adds to your performance and it gets the audience to, into what you're doing as well. It gets the judges into it because the judge is saying, well, this guy is in such great shape that he's making his posing looks easy and the smile adds to the effectiveness or the easiness of the routine. So if they think you're smiling, having a good time, it's putting on a good, a better show for them. If you're up there shaking and stumbling and looking like you don't want to be there, and obviously that's going to work against you. You ever
2: have like a dream, like you woke up and you were like 120 pounds and it was like a, it was a nightmare?
1: That I've lost all my muscle, have I ever had that dream?
2: Yeah. Is that a common <laughs> dream people have or
1: something? No, I've never actually had a dream like that. I think I've had other dreams, maybe of ever, accidents and Have you ever like that. dreamt
0: or imagined what you'd look like as a skinny guy? I have. I you have? have.
1: Yeah, I've, 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 I've dreamt or I would say I've wondered what I would have looked like if I never lift weights. Uh huh. You know, I've certainly wondered that. Do you think that looks interesting to you? Or I think so because I've always I've always thought of myself is even if I wasn't lifting weights, it would be just like fit. And it's like I said, I looked at Bruce Lee. That's what I admired. Like I, you know, so I look at myself as being small, but being somewhat like that, like not just say small and un- unfit, but at least fit, but on the smaller side.
0: Is there a – a pose that you did invent?
1: That I did invent?
0: Yeah, or you came up with on your own? No, I've never no. come up with, okay. there's been so many. Just, it's, it's impossible at this point, right? Yeah, people yeah.
1: have probably tried every different variation. Right. That but what
2: about throwing about. in like a kick or something in the middle of it, just to wake people up a little? Or just surprise the them?
1: Yeah, bits some guys that have done that. and, and <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Yeah, and some have pulled it off favorably. And some haven't. I mean, there's some guys that come out and do backflips because so they have gymnastic backgrounds and everything. They could do splits. They could do all kinds of things, man. And um, and they could pose and, and be just as flexible as ballerinas. But, you know, uh, for the most part, most of the guys are being, you know, critiqued or how can I say criticized for their lack of posing, you know.
0: When you were uh, 18, 19 or whatever and you are feeling pretty cocky about yourself, Mm-hmm what put yourself in check to not feel
1: that way um getting whooped on stage by oh, the really? older guys got it mm. okay i was i went on stage against the older guys so the older guys was all ripped and everything and i'm thinking yeah, i'm gonna come in and i didn't die that hard and i was i got used to doing well from not doing that and pff, got my ass handed to me by Did everybody you,
2: if mm. do you ever think like oh, i could i lost to this guy but i could beat his ass
1: like, kick his ass? <laughs>
2: yeah, you ever think that? Like, oh, I could be his ass. Yeah, or I've or actually thought that.
1: That's funny. <laughs> you did when you were that's younger? That's so funny. No, no, no. I was, I was just messing with you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really thought yeah. that. Okay.
0: Will you always be big for your whole entire life?
1: I think that... As I, you
0: get older, are you going to get smaller? What's going to happen?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a gradual process. Even now, I could put weight on. I just don't desire to do that now. Like, if I wanted to just put some of the size that I don't have now... If I wanted to do that, I could because I eat less on purpose because I'm not a, I'm not the kind of person who's trying to force the issue anymore.
0: Do you think that your bigger but, structure is that always going to remain for the rest of your life because of the work you did earlier? Yeah, I think that the it'll bone, never go away. Yeah,
1: the bone density and everything you you really change because what happens is here's the thing: when you start lifting weights, everything accelerates. Your growth hormone levels accelerate, your testosterone levels accelerate. And that in turns change your whole body frame because it is changing the bone density itself. So your frame is gonna be thicker and denser than the average person that doesn't lift weight. Okay, so what will your body look like at say age 75? 75 I'll probably be a lot thinner than I am now. I would say at least uh, 30 pounds lighter. Mm-hmm. And probably... Will your muscles be smaller? They would be smaller, of course, because I'll be thirty pounds lighter. But I'll be a more of a—I'll be a thinner version of myself.
0: Huh? And what do you think your body will look like at, say, age, 90?
1: age ninety? Age ninety—that's when things, depending on how active you are, your muscle starts to atrophy. The less use you can you give your muscles, and the less hormones that your body has to preserve those muscles, the more eventually you decay, and, and the atrophy starts to take place.
0: Now. Is someone who's, for most of their life, always been a bigger person, mm-hmm. how do you feel about becoming smaller as you
1: get older? I think as it, it happens so gradually, you probably, well, just no, as you a, get bigger gradually, Yeah, it's probably one of those things that you, you adjust or adapt to each stage as it starts to happen. Uh-huh. You know, So
0: you can still be fit and still have a healthy body, even if it's smaller, or you don't have the hormones to keep up with. Yeah, the previous weights and so Yeah, because
1: I can show you some 75-year-olds, ripped abs, cut right. triceps. They, 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 their bodies look like it's 35. Right. But the face may not look so much, right. but the body still looks like it's 35 years old. I mean, striations, tight skin, everything. And, and I'm telling you, it really comes down to how well you're willing to eat and how active you're willing, willing to be as you get older. And so I'm trying to get more of a command over that now so that going into the future, I'll understand, like listen, you're not gonna have those young hormones forever. So how do you wanna control how you look, how you function as you get older? So it's best not to revert back to eating the way I did at 18 <laughs> You know, with the junk food and the pizza. It's better that I continue to go down the road I'm going now and train, my, even my training is different. I don't put stress on my body like I once did because I know my, the strength of my joints and tendons and everything It's not the same.
0: Are you not as critical of your body as you were when you were younger and thinking, oh, I need to get to
1: a, the next level? Absolutely, I've, I have I've I left a lot of that behind. Yeah. I would say at least 60% of that's gone.
0: How did that go away? Just by winning competitions and stuff? Proving that you did reach a certain level by winning competitions? Sure,
1: and, yeah. I, and I, I still felt like I still had a lot to prove too, even when I started leaving bodybuilding behind. It was, it's just, you, you start to become more comfortable with the progress you've made already. And I guess for me, I started to put my interest into other things where it wasn't as- uh, Oh, it's uh, not as much of
0: a priority as it used to
1: be. Yeah, to be big or have size. It's more of a priority now to just be conditioned. I'm like, I'm overly sized for Hollywood right now. Like somebody like me is, I would be the biggest guy in Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have a rock and then there would be me, you know? Mm And he's just taller than me, but I'm thicker than he is. So the thing is, is that like where my interests start now, it's unnecessary, it's not necessary for me to think like I did as a bodybuilder, you know? And even if I wanted to do classic physique, I'm still too big for classic physique. I still would have to lose weight, even if I wanted to compete. So now it's behind me, but it was behind me before those things happened. I really So do you think no matter
0: how old you get, you're always gonna like your body?
1: no i think that i'm probably going to look back on some of my younger years and say i still wish i could be there oh really yeah 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 i think that it because you know pictures remind you pictures will be the testing factor about that will be hey look at 90 do i want this 90 year old body or do i want this 40 year old body you know what i mean mm-hmm. that's how i would probably be thinking at 90 if i but if you, I'm- you'll always be working out till you die i
0: guess is that yeah. something you always will want to do with, as long as you're alive is work out? Yeah,
1: because I think the end result is, you know, cognition, being able to function and, and understanding that getting older is a part of the process. But if you you want to get older, the best way possible. So I've, I've come, uh, uh, um, I'm in tune with that. And okay. so I'm okay with that. One last question. Mm-hmm.
0: Aside from physical evidence, what are the... Uh, other positive effects bodybuilding has had on you emotionally?
1: Emotionally, I would say that um, it makes you more self-aware of, you know, of everything around you. I think indirectly you start to think more scientifically because when you have to think about food and how food affects your body, you also think about the science behind all of those things. And so then you start looking at things in life m- a little bit more realistically. You sort of break out of this bubble in terms of the way that we think the average person, what he learns about nutrition and all those things, he doesn't think, he just goes you know, and eats, right? It makes you a thinker. You think before you act, you know what I mean? Mm. You think, why is this that way?
0: So because not only does it make your body buff,
1: it makes your mind buff too. It gives you a better scientific understanding in that way, yes. I mean, it makes you think scientifically. Even if it's just in that one aspect, it forces you to recognize the reality of the way life is and the way the human body has to deal with its environment. And when you think about that, you'll start thinking about other things that also uh, leads to that same, Direction, so to say.
0: Well, thank you for coming on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Brent. Appreciate it.
0: Our guest has been Omar Deckard. Thank you to Donnie Devanian for being here. Our engineer is Aaron Bruntgart. If you like the show, you can go to iTunes and you can rate and review it or rate or review it. You can also listen to the show on SoundCloud. You can check it out on allthingscomedy.com. There's a Facebook page. My name is Brent Weinbach. The name of the program is Pointed Questions. Thank you for listening.